7 o'clock. Do you know where your freedom is? Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um, some attention please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going, keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling transient loads of thought careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Welcome to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick, broadcasting live on Radio for Humans Worldwide. And, of course, joining me, as always, on the program, Mr. Joe Santorsa, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the city that is also electric. Welcome, sir. Hi. How you doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good, you know. It's uh it's been a decent week. Um, uh, I haven't uh, had a horrible piece of garbage uh, squatting in the White House uh, for a while, so feeling pretty good about that. Um, yeah. yeah, and it's a nice scrat- uh, Scranton boy in there. Yeah, yeah, Joe, and of course, rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble, the Swamp, the draining has begun. Can I tell you that the first time a military, you know, the green and white helicopters flew over our house, Mm -hmm. I smiled for the first time since we moved here in 2018. Well, I can't say I blame you. I will, uh, I'll give you an amen uh, for that one right there because it's needed. Amen. So... Uh, yeah, it's, it's been a, it's been a pretty good week. Um, you know, uh, pretty low drama, you know, apparently right wingers are upset if, uh, Jen Psaki doesn't want to shoot off some bullshit and says, uh, she'll circle back to, to them, uh, later, which is, which is acceptable. That's, that's fine. That's, that's what human beings do. If they don't know an answer to something, they don't just lie and call you the enemy of the people. Right. So, oh, I know what audio I should have gotten. <laughs> uh, Peter Ducey. <laughs> oh, that one. Oh, what did you talk God. to Putin uh, about? You. He sends his regards. <laughs> guys, did you notice that Peter Ducey is kind of gen- uh, is kind of Saki's, you know, little cat toy? Yeah. Like yeah. I, I saw a couple of briefings this past week, and she's like, you know, you have a very creative way of asking the same question. <laughs> she's she's sharp as a tag i love her and uh oh yeah so uh but yeah i just uh you know found you know just just find this so absolutely refreshing uh you know beyond you know my wildest dreams you know i mean this i'm, I'm just kind of over the moon right now that we've got human beings in control again I didn't think I would be this calm. I mean, still, you know, I'm still going. We're we're still dealing with anxiety from the pandemic and everything. Obviously, uh, we're going on a year. Um, you know, I'm gonna be kind of curious to go back and listen to our first show of when I, you know, oh, uh, got you know sent home from work. You know, I think that that's gonna be an interesting thing to look back on. 
you know? Before so. you got sent home from work. Or, or we, before. We actually, yeah. we actually, in our in our chat, you had, uh, I remember, I think it was the day of or the day before, you had mentioned, oh, shit, I remember, I remember this. You said, oh, shit, I just read an article where it said that um, the virus can be on money. Oh, yeah. And I remember the- saying to you, get get gloves. And I think it was the next day you were like, well... Don't need gloves. They gave me gloves. I was, you know, because for a while, uh, you know, we were going to try and work through it. And then they were like, nope, yeah. not working through it. So uh, because, you know, I mean, I still I'm still pissed because I bought myself hand sanitizer for that for for my job. And I've got a big unused bottle sitting on my desk at work that I can't get. So, uh and my copy of the Rubaiyat of Omar Khayyam is in my office too, which I really want to get. Um, this is my grandfather's beautiful poem. Uh, big long. They haven't let you back in because I'm not trying to change the subject. I'm surprised they haven't let you guys back in to get your stuff because about three or four months ago, um, Bob's office uh, they they said, "Here's your day to come into the office, get your stuff out." Yeah. I probably should have just taken it with me, but I don't think we thought at the time. You know, I, it's just, it, you know, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they it, didn't do it's that. But. Been, it's been a freaking year, guys. It's amazing. Yeah, almost. Since, um, yeah, it's crazy. So, my apologies, because I'm going to be eating my late dinner at my desk, because we went to Rudy's Strudel today in Parma, and I got some kielbasa and pierogies and we got some green beans to go with it and uh it's delectable i haven't had kielbasa in probably two years Ooh. so horseradish um no it's not horseradish kielbasa i don't believe so um no no just, no i mean do you have horseradish with it no uh-uh i just no. we just sauteed it black pepper you know mm-hmm. it's pretty well seasoned but no, horseradish. I do like horseradish, so don't get me wrong. I love horseradish with kielbasa. I'll have to try that. I'll try it. Be, there will too. be leftovers. So, but uh, but yeah. So uh, obviously, though, there are there are still a lot of issues, uh, especially with Republicans going on right now. Um, oh, one QAnon. QAnon Karen. Uh, AKA, uh, what's her name? Marjorie Taylor Greene, the uh, Republican uh, representative from Georgia. She's a royal piece of shit. Um, it, it, more and more and more keeps coming out about her ugly, dangerous past as a QAnon supporter, conspiracy theorist galore. Uh, what? What? She? She said. I think recently they said they found stuff about her saying that uh, wildfires were started from laser with lasers from outer space. Mm-hmm. Owned by former Governor Jerry Brown. Yes. Oh, and oh, uh, George Soros. George, George Soros? Soros was funding okay. them. Yeah. Ah. I thought George Soros funded David Hogg from Parkland. Oh, yeah, he did. Too, I'm sure. She said so. Yeah. Sure. Must be true. Um. But yeah, so she she's uh there there's a video of her out there calling for the death of Nancy Pelosi. 
Uh, there's the video of her chasing David Hogg, Parkland survivor and uh, anti-gun activist. At least two videos, by the way. Yeah. And, and there's a new one that just emerged tonight on CNN. Unbelievable. Where she's with one of, I don't know if it was, was one of the QAnon people, and she's discussing, quote unquote, the price of blood. She's really dangerous, people. Yeah. Like it's very. this this is not even funny at this point. I saw the oh, one where not. she's discussing the, the Quran and um Sharia law and it looked the video that I saw, it looked like she was in the Capitol. In the Capitol. Well, she also uh, Don Lemon played a video of her talking about um Oh, the reason why black men and Latino men can't get ahead in life is because they're in gangs and the gangs keep them down. And Lemon's like, what What are the Proud Boys and the Oath Keepers that stormed the Capitol? What, what are they? So it's not a white problem. Because she was saying it's not a white person problem. What What are those? Those are fucking gangs. Those are terrorist organizations. They're not just gangs. When it's white people, it's militia, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course. Of course. So, or I, I'm I'm gonna go out on a limb. Or it's uh, white nationalist fraternities. Does sure. That sound a little nicer. Yeah. Well, uh, I I I think you know, um, white nationalist terrorist organization is good. Um, but yeah. So uh, here here I got some audio here, and I want to play it because I'm I'm salivating at this uh, kielbasa. <laughs> Um, but, uh, Aaron Burnett out front, um, she, she, uh, I have this in two segments. First one, she's talking to Martin Savage, who was on the scene, uh, outside of a town hall that QAnon Karen, Marjorie Taylor Greene was giving that banned, that, that banned the press, you know, cause she's still, you know, she's the, the forever Trumper still thinks, you know, the press is the enemy of the people. Um, and still supports the big lie. By the way, the big lie, I, I, I love that. I love that as a description for what Trump did to embolden his supporters. The big lie. That's a powerful, powerful um, name to hang on on what he did for, you know, the, the, the bogus election fraud, um, you know, lies. The big lie. Um, I love that people are using that. But uh, here we go. Uh, Aaron Burnett out front uh, on Marjorie Taylor Greene. Republican Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene just wrapping up a town hall amid the growing uproar over numerous conspiracy theories she has spread. And tonight, she was still spreading conspiracy theories amid calls for her to be removed from the Education Committee in Congress. We had been preparing very hard, uh, quite a few of us in the House and some of our senators to object on January 6th to election fraud and objecting in six different states. We had done a lot of work in our preparation, talked to a lot of people, looked at a lot of evidence that I think still needs to be looked at and should be presented in court. I truly believe that. You see, this wasn't a conspiracy of several people that got together and created a story. This is literally thousands of people in different states and different voting precincts, different counties. Bullshit. And they all signed these affidavits. I just want to make a point here that this is crazy, okay? By the way, that evidence she's talking about doesn't exist. There were more than 60 court cases, whatever was out there was presented. 
61 of them failed, okay? There's nothing there. I hate to have to say it again, but when someone says stuff like that, it's just the facts need to be put out there. Meanwhile, the people in that room, inside, without masks, not socially distanced, listening to her, are listening to these lies, right? And she's in Congress and she's getting put on committees. And, and so not only is there this conspiracy lie that she's putting out there, she's now trying to delete uh, dozens of old social media posts uh, that are getting the scrutiny even of Kevin McCarthy's office that's saying they're unacceptable. You know, today we actually found a posting where she said lasers from space caused California wildfires. And CNN's K-File discovered these comments from Nancy Pelosi from 2018. Not from... She's guilty of treason. It's a crime punishable by death is what treason is. Nancy Pelosi is guilty of treason. Martin Savage is out front at the town hall. It's in Dallas, Georgia. So, Martin, what are you hearing from her constituents um, about her past comments, conspiracy theories? By the way, you know, she's also said there's no evidence that a plane flew into the Pentagon on 9-11. I mean, it, it, there, there's some of this stuff is just crazy. Right. And, and crazies. <laughs> the real world here. But the thing to point out is that for those who showed up at the town hall meeting tonight, they believe it. They believe just about all of it. In fact, two things you could get from this meeting tonight. One, it's clear that the congresswoman herself feels emboldened. In fact, the more that she is attacked, and that's the way she describes it, the more that she feels she is in the right. And what is obvious by about the 60 to 70 people that were in attendance, none of whom were wearing masks, they all believe it too. Um, we're only about 40 miles outside of the city of Atlanta. This is the town of Dallas. We weren't allowed inside that meeting. It was made clear by law enforcement and by the Congresswoman's office that we weren't gonna be getting in. We could listen by a Facebook feed. But what you find out is that the mindset of her mind matches to many of those who listen. And I point out this conversation I had with a gentleman in downtown Dallas just before this old town hall meeting tonight. Listen in. She was not a congresswoman at the time, but she is your congresswoman now. And I just ask if that is the right way for a congresswoman to act. Well, like you just said, she wasn't a congresswoman right then. And I done a lot of things in my past that I ain't proud of now, you know. And, uh, but I'm not gonna run for Congress and I'm not gonna run no for shit. Senate. You haven't changed your mind one bit about her, have you? Not a bit. I like her. Is there anything that would change your mind about her? You know, we had been talking about David Hogg at that time and about how she had been running down the street trying to accost this young man who had survived that deadly Parkland High School shooting. And that's the reaction he had. Um, Poisoned minds. That's about the only thing that you can really think of here. People have been so inundated with the conspiracy theories and with what they believe is the truth, even though you point out fact, even though you come at them time and time again and say that that is wrong, to them, it's not. It's a disturbing and troubling thing to witness. And it's clear that the congresswoman is happy to go along with it. So it's really amazing. I, I think we've gone to a point you have to accept, it's right? Stunning. It's it's a it's an alternate reality. They're not facts. They're not alternate facts, right? It is an alternate reality, and it is it is not based on facts. Um, thank you very much, Martin Savage. You know, to, just to go there, it's amazing, right? No one is even press allowed in um, to where Marty was, and that had to watch on the Facebook feed, right? Because they're not even allowing the press. Yeah. So. It 
apparently they cut that clip off in there. I think they were having some some issues in the uh, control room with the clip. But yeah, apparently that that well, I've, I've done stuff that I ain't super proud about, but I ain't gonna run for president like you said. She wasn't no congresswoman when she said them things that she said. She still believes that shit. I like her. I like her. But what Martin Savage pointed out there, poisoned minds. That's exactly what it is. They're poisoned minds. And it's shameful. It's 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 disgusting that, you know, no matter how much truth you stack up in front of somebody, there's still that nugget of a lie that they will cling on to and they will inflate to eclipse the truth, you know? I don't even know where the nugget is at certain points. Honestly, there is no nugget of truth about laser beams. No, there no, I'm saying that I'm saying they, they will take a nugget uh, uh, that's a lie and they will explode oh. it into what we now have is the big lie. You know, well, I think that there was I think I heard from somebody that there was some tampering going on with voting machines. Yeah, I think I heard that too. Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. Oh, you know what? Hey, let me just go lie about that and sign an after David. You know. So it's that's what they'll do. They, they, you know, they they start out with it's like the snowball at the top of a hill. You know, here's a little lie. Let it roll all the way down. So, uh, but yeah. So, uh, uh, Joe, any thoughts on? Um, these poisoned minds and Marjorie Taylor Greene. <laughs> you know, uh, Alison Camerata on New Day, I think last week. Mm-hmm. She did a <laughs> she did a lot of uh, focus groups with Trump supporters over the oh, years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, she talked to them. She she got she finally said the other day. They they have they have nothing to contribute anymore. There's no point in talking to these people. This idea yeah. that that we can exchange ideas and we're all American. No, we're not. We're not. Mm-hmm. Uh, these people have nothing of value to offer. Nothing. Well, they are what 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 Hillary Clinton called them, and and oh my God, you know they went the, the pundits went nuts over you know. They're a basket of deplorables. They are irredeemable. Yes. Irredeemable. There is sure. nothing that's going to bring them back. Let them yeah. go. Well, we, and we there can't. was there was an interesting segment too. I, I wish uh, now I'm thinking I wish I would have gotten this too. Um, but uh, you know, Don Lemon said the other night on his show, "Who do we unite with?" Who 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 is it that we want to unite with? Do we want to unite with the people who perpetuated the big lie, who uh, you know, or, or, or the ones who are like, oh well, you know, Trump he did a bad thing and he's responsible for that, and now they're all like, well, maybe not, you know, ducking accountability for him at all costs, and you know, who is it? Do we do we want to unify with the the QAnon cultists? Do we want to you know unify with the the people who are no better than the Klan in the Oath Keepers and the in the uh, Proud Boys. Why the fuck would we, you know? Uh, well, ne- I'm never going to be on the side of those people ever. I don't want to unify with them. If you want to leave the Republican Party, 
come on in, you know, we'll, we'll talk, you know, but, uh, you know, but honest to God, I, you know, if, if you supported Trump as long as you did, and it took the insurrection for you to walk away, how can I trust somebody like that? How can you trust somebody like that? First of all, let's face facts. This country never reunited after the civil war. Ever. True. Yeah. Little thing called the and Southern we're just, Strategy. We're, we're just we're, we're we're just the same country we were in in 1865. Yeah, except a lot of you know, unfortunately, you know, well, fortunately, a lot of those people died off, but unfortunately, mm-hmm. they taught their their hellspawn the same kind of hate, and hopefully yes. that dwindles over time. But Rain, what do you, what about your thoughts on on you know who do we unify with? Well, we don't unify with people. We don't unify with the GOP, but we also can't ignore what's going on. You can't, and I honestly don't, as much as I want to, I don't say, you know, just ignore them and forget about them because they're quite dangerous. Mm -hmm. The next civil war is coming from within the halls of Congress, and it's being led by the likes of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Josh Hawley, Ted Cruz. Um, Yeah, and um, I posted in our our chat, I found this really interesting that... She was trying to run for Congress in Georgia's uh, 14th district, which includes um, Marietta and um, Alpharetta. And we've, mm-hmm. we've got a couple of friends that live in that district. It's pretty conservative, and it's starting to, like, you know, sort of ebb purple. Well, as soon as the representative in the district that she now is in said that he was going to drop out of the race, she literally moved into Georgia's 6th district. Because she knew it was that conservative, she knew that she could win, and and she was she was at the top of the heap of a bunch of other Republicans there who were um, running against running for the um, you know the nomination. Yeah. She won. Her the the Democrat in that race ended up dropping out, not officially. But he stopped. He stopped campaigning because he received death threats against his family, and it became too dangerous. Of we course, we can't ignore people like her. Mm-hmm. People like her, and and the people who support her are seditionists. They really are. They're dangerous. I mean, I I, I know you, you. Everybody here listening probably heard that you know, in uh, freshman sent our uh, congresswoman, Cory Bush had to get a new office within the House of Congress today. Because Green and her staff harassed her in the halls of Congress outside of her office. Unfucking believable. So we, as much as I want to say we have to ignore this ilk, it's it's gone too far. Like the time to ignore this ilk was maybe when it was just when it was just you know Alex Jones, just a guy who had like you know a stupid radio show. But she yeah. is literally Alex Jones personified in the halls of Congress. Yeah, and, I, and all, yeah. I, I think this is so incredibly dangerous. It it, it is, is deranged. It, it is, is crazy. That, yeah, and and I'm I'm by all means not suggesting we ignore them. Mm-mm. I'm just saying no. there we're not. No, we, we don't this negotiate. Is not who, this is not we who don't, we unite with. We don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> no, I I I, exactly. I too. I don't. I don't. I, I didn't mean. To ignore them, by all means, they have to be brought to justice, especially mm-hmm. the people that commit crimes and commit terror. What I'm saying is, is, is what Allison Cameron said. This idea that 
well, they're the forgotten people and all they want is to be heard. They had nothing to say. We heard what they have to say. Yeah, Trump said it all way. for him. Trump said it all they for him because you know they, right. they they said he says what I'm thinking. Okay, then we don't need to hear yeah. from you. Yeah. That's fine. I told you we we elected the drunk at the end of the bar. You know the the the, the guy that everybody moves away from in the yeah. bar. You know that's the guy that we said oh common man that's the guy that should be president. But this yeah, is, this is because the they're assholes. The Republican Party yeah. is, is they're 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 tacitly endorsing her tactics yeah that's who they, they are that's and let's face facts the Repu- this is who the republican parties are they agree with her that's why they don't discipline her because they agree with her that is who they are yeah and we may as well face the fact that the republican party is not a party anymore it's a cult yeah but it's a cult that has power yeah unfortunately it's yeah in, it's it's a cult that's in congress and I, I don't know how we deal with it, but I, I really want the media to start calling it a cult and start treating it as such instead of, you know, and I don't disagree with Alison Camarota, yeah. nor do I disagree with the reporters. Who, you know, I watch MSNBC to, to get a different perspective than you mm-hmm. guys. I don't disagree with, you know, bringing this to the forefront. But what's really important is that it needs to be treated as, as the threat so when the State Department puts out a bulletin saying, you know, we have to be aware and worried about, you know, right-wing insurrectionists or right-wing, you know, um, another what, what the State Department is saying basically is that, you know, January 6th is not the end, that this is this may happen again. We need to acknowledge, and this really isn't hyperbole, that the, the, it's, it's coming from within the house. Yeah. You remember we made the joke a couple of years ago, coming from inside the house? Oh, yeah. Right now, it is inside the house, and it is the eminent danger to our country. Like, we might be in a civil war. It's not north versus south. It's, It's more like urban versus rural. Yeah, and it's it's truth versus lies. Um, you know, this, the Civil War really was kind of based on lies, too. Sure. But, uh, you know, and there was one other... Four soldiers fought yeah. for rich plantation owners. Yeah. Well, and there, there's one one last thing I wanted to mention, too. Oh, gosh, what was it? Um, there was another... Um, oh, there was a there was a small report that I watched, um, but that I didn't record. And there there's a small Texas town... Um, or county or something. And there's like 800 people in it. I can't remember uh, the name of it. And and apparently they they went for Trump both years with like 96 percent of the vote. Like Joe Biden got like 17 votes out of this uh, town or whatever in Texas. And they were going around and they were asking people, "What does Joe Biden need to do to you know what, what you know could could he be a good president?" And they're like, "Yeah, but he needs to start unifying the country." Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't. You you said fuck our feelings, and you wanted to chug liberal tears. You wanted to own the libs, yeah, because owning people is a cool thing. Um, what? Why is it Biden's problem Biden. to make you yeah. start listening to the fucking truth? Why is it Biden's problem that you feel like you're being robbed of something that 
you never had or you know you're losing freedoms that are you know you're losing freedoms that are still there you know i mean you're not losing any freedoms it's it's the dumbest fucking argument in the world so uh but anyway uh yeah it's it's like you know what 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 do we have to do what do we have to do for you to recognize all of the awful things you did and your guy did uh, I, I can't I don't see you know until you can reconcile with all the ugliness on your side don't ask us don't come begging us to fix your fucking problems it's like asking you know sins was Reagan I'm not Reagan oops was Lincoln didn't hold the Confederate the soldier <coughs> response yeah well they were only following orders right yeah so I, I think that's like the only time that defense ever worked uh we'll we'll have more on that later but yeah we got to get going to the break um uh and uh is bobber joining us at, is he just going to join us at the top of next hour or he's going to at the top of the hour he wasn't okay. sure but if it be seven or eight all righty so i talked to him. He'll be no worries again. all right we'll see bobber here shortly i'm going to finish these delicious kielbasa and pierogies on this break i'll be right back with more turn up the night right after this friends here's some exciting news you can believe in yourself. If you believe in yourself, you will know how to... Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Thanks up, everybody, for walking and
Hey, this is Brad Friedman from bradblog.com and the Bradcast, heard right here. Really? Yes, it's just that simple. Listen to the Bradcast every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern right here on Radio for Humans. Please visit radioforhumans.com and bradblog.com. Let it all hang out. Oh, wow. That, to me, is extremely exciting. Turn back, Sarah. Turn back before it's too late. Whether your name is Sarah or not, you have stumbled across Radio for Humans. And I am Michelle from Geeky Gals and Guys. Beyond the Goblin Town, into the Goblin Castle. And yes, it's already too late. What a horrible place this is! It's not fair! That's right! It's not fair! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Kenny Pick, and you're listening to Radio for Humans. Has anybody told you how good-looking you are lately? Well, they should. Oh, my good gracious me! Look at that! Radioforhumans.com This is Stephanie Miller. You're listening to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Great, Scott! What is that? It's really weird, but it's also the coolest fucking thing I've ever heard in my whole life. It's terrible, by the way. Totally overproduced. The first known instance of a man who was killed because he had lousy ratings. Oh, my God! They killed Kenny! You bastard! I've had worse. It's showtime! It is showtime, and welcome back to it. And, of course, joining me, as always, Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble Swamp. Welcome back. There's much less swamp to be frozen here in D.C. lately. True, true. It's uh, more of a wetlands now. Uh, <laughs> uh, but there's still some uh, still some turds, some Republican turds we got to get flush out of there. Ted Cruz, man, I want to see him go down in flames. Um, all these bastards, all of them. And, of course, Joe Santorza, Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, welcome back to you, too, my friend. Well, thank you. Important programming note, uh, tomorrow yeah. on Sven Gulli, Earth versus the Spider. <laughs> nice. Don't miss it. <laughs> I actually have the, the soundtrack, the Albert Glasser soundtrack from Earth versus the Spider, so... Really? Yes. Really? <laughs> well, if, you, if you missed Man Made Monster last week, that's your fault. It is. It is. I did check out Sven Gulli a couple weeks ago. What was it? It was. Um, oh, man. Uh, uh, gosh, gosh, gosh. Why can't I remember what it was? It Was it was it the Wasp Woman? No, it wasn't the Wasp Woman. I can't remember what it was. But, Let's uh, see. They, they, they did a, a Bella Lugosi one. No, it wasn't Lugosi. <sighs> Susan and I were getting having a it, oh oh wait a minute. What, what? They did one where an asteroid came and took everybody. No, wasn't that to one. a land of the lost kind of thing? Gosh, I can't remember. Oh no no no! It was it was it was one about um uh it it was a guy who was he was sick of his wife because she was too old and so he went went to oh, yes. the jungles yes, yes. and found a serum that made her young and beautiful and he loved her again uh-huh. but then she had to kill a guy to be young and you know yeah yeah stuff yeah, like that yeah. so 
Yes. I can't remember what it was called, but yeah, you know, oh man, those old tropes from those movies. So it was uh, mostly, it was mostly uh, uh, stock footage. Yeah, a lot of stock footage of uh, <laughs> wildlife. Of footage. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. look out for that jaguar that's nowhere near you. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, welcome back uh, to the program. And um, yeah, so uh, I, there, there's a little bit more of uh, that Aaron Burnett clip that I, I was playing for you. I have a part two here where she speaks to. Uh, Georgia State Senator uh, Chuck, um, no, I don't know what you're doing there. Uh, sorry, my my, uh, my stupid computer did something weird. Chuck Hofstetler, I believe, is his name. Um, and uh, but yeah, so so here, you know, and he's, I believe, he's a Republican too. Um, but uh, listen to this. Out front now, Republican State Senator from Georgia, Chuck Huffstetler. He represents many of the same voters from North Georgia that Congresswoman Green represents, and, and we've, we've had the opportunity to speak before. Senator, let me just ask you about that constituent first. You know, the, the man, the gentleman that you just heard speaking to Martin Savage, right? He defends the Congresswoman's past comments. I don't know if the, what, you know, what specifically that was about, whether, you know, when she went after the, the teen, right, whose, whose friends had died in the school shooting, the plane, whatever it might have been. But his thing was, oh, I had bad things in my past, too. And then he said there's nothing she could do that would make him change his support. What's your reaction? It, it's sad in Dallas, and in my state's in a district, but it's sad when you see this kind of a reaction from these people. The, uh, the fact that they don't want to look at reality. And, you know, we, we don't treat this behavior the same in the Georgia legislature. We had several chair removed this year for um, putting uh, debunked theories out there that were clearly not there. We had a, a House member evicted for not following COVID protocol this week and his office space taken away from him. We had a, a, a member that lost his chair last year for racist comments. We had another member several years ago that was given the choice to resign or be expelled. And we as Republicans need to have certain standards. They don't and, have them on uh, Capitol Hill. They don't seem to have the same ones on Capitol Hill. Um, she just got committee assignments that, that you I, have I think there's, there's some intimidation there. So, so let me ask uh, you, because, you know, the reason you and I spoke, uh, you know, before you were on the show, um, you know, you were very early um, to say Joe Biden beat Donald Trump and, and was the president that he had had won. You said it was important for you and other officials to tell the truth. But we just heard Congresswoman Green right now, right January 28th, we have a new president. She just, I don't know if you heard her, right? But she just said um, that that <laughs> they want to present this evidence in court. There were thousands of people in all these states um, that with, with this, this whole conspiracy. After David's. I mean, at this point, what do you do? There were 60 or 70 people in that room. And as Martin said, every single one of them believes this stuff. And it's just a lie. Well, fortunately, there's a lot of people that don't. And in my state Senate district, she did not get the majority vote. But it is it's distressing the the, the false uh, lies that go on social media that travel so much faster and get believed. Yeah. And, you know, when you're when you're advocating violence against congressional members, when you know, you're you're having parents have to listen to you say that, no, their child didn't really die. It was staged. It's it's totally outrageous. It's not acceptable. And the Republican Party needs to take care of it. Well, I, I appreciate your speaking out. Um, I know it's not easy to do it because I know I, I know that there are people who come after you for doing it. But but I hope that there are people in Washington that hear you in the Republican Party that hear you and step up and do the right thing. 
Senator, I appreciate your time. We get, thanks. I appreciate it. There should be a whole whopping four Republicans on Capitol Hill that will uh, stand up to her, right? Three. I think three. three. <laughs> four and a half. <laughs> yeah. Well, certainly Kevin Mac- McCarthy isn't going to stand up to her, and he's never going to meet with her until next week. And even when he does, he's going to say, uh, you know, don't, don't do that out loud all the time. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, by the way, Adam. That was Adam pointed out the leech woman. That was the name, the leech not the woman, lost yes, woman. Yes. So, so, um, yes. but uh, this, you know, idea that you know a, a state legislature can shit can somebody if they say something irresponsible and and, and awful and and evil, but should be. Hi, you know, can I? Yeah, sure. It should be pointed out that a state legislator in Georgia and those state legislatures down there, and Bob can speak to this because he lived down there a hell of a lot longer than I did. Yeah. They're not, you know, righteous Republicans either. They literally, Georgia literally has a state lobbying day where they have a whole day where lobbyists can come and just wine and dine all the people that serve in the state house. It's not like he, you know, I appreciate him speaking out, but he's trying to make it sound like, oh, we just, we throw out people or we get them off committee assignments when they do this. That's only the extreme. It's only the extreme. So the fact that he's speaking out against this woman from Georgia, who to the best of my knowledge, never served in the Georgia state house. Mm Mm-hmm. That's how extreme she is. Just to put that into perspective. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, this this whole notion of uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, what? Uh, and again, I go back to all all the people who are saying, "Oh, well, Trump, you know, Kevin McCarthy, Trump's Trump's going to be held accountable." Well, if you listen to what he said, he really he did he didn't do nothing. He didn't do nothing. That's what they always like to that that little slur they like to use against you know uh you know the, the african americans they, they shouldn't have resisted they should have they should comply you should comply yeah can eric you know eric garner selling cigarettes isn't that what mccarthy actually did uh but he complied with trump yeah yeah that's exactly it you know i mean that fucking picture of them down in mar-a-lago made me want to throw up you know, it's like, can you, what, what is it? I guess they feel their best chance to win again at this point is, you know, uh, the, the power hungry Republicans out there, not the Mitt Romney's, not the Liz Cheney's. Uh, I'm not saying they're not power hungry because they are as well, but you know, they, they at least know that running on the big lie or running, you know, in, to to curry the favor of terrorists, of homegrown terrorists, is wrong. You know, uh, I mean, I just, uh, you know, uh, th- these people are so despicable in so many ways, on so many levels, and there's so many of them. The Ted Cruz's of the world, my God. Guys, at this point, do they know it's wrong? Do they know it's wrong? They don't care. They don't I mean, care. You know, 
that's that's the thing. I I don't even know. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I'm I'm really at the point where I don't I don't know if saying that they don't care is is um is true. I'm really wondering if they truly are just embracing it because the polls, the polls, they embrace it. I, the fact that the fact that they censured Cindy McCain, the yeah. fact that they're going after Liz Cheney, the fact that they're going after Mitt Romney, they're going after Adam Kensiger, and they're embracing Lauren Boebert. Yeah, and Rob Portman oh, is not, not going to run again. Yeah. I, I saw in the chat tonight that, that Jim Jordan is not running again, which means he's probably running for Portman seat. Do they not care? Or are they really just fucking really evil and care nothing about America, but just want power and money? Yeah, that's There's, what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Above all, they don't care if it's right. They don't care if it's wrong. They don't care about America. They don't care about the Constitution. They only care about their own personal power. And in having the adulation and support of all the stupid morons, the deplorables that love Trump, they're like, you know what? We need that love now. We'll take that love because they're narcissists and they're sociopaths. Um, and, and that's the best, that is the best possible answer I can give, uh, to, to what I think sums up their, their motivations. What about you, Joe? Yeah. Power is the power is the point. That's it. And any, any met, any means to that end to maintaining power is okay. That's it. Yeah. That's the Republican party. That's where they are. And they know that the demographic is changing mm -hmm. and their their share of the voters is getting less and less so they're trying to rig the system so that we end up with minority rule yeah because to them power is the point you heard you heard um i'm sure you guys heard what they're trying to do in in going back to georgia when it comes to absentee ballots they're now they're trying to pass a bill in the state house down there that in order to get your absentee ballot, you have to mail in your um, your ID. Oh, of course, a copy of your ID. Of course. Two copies. Two copies, that's it. You have to mail it in twice. So you mail it in once, and then you have to mail it in again. I hate these people so much. They they are wicked. They are just, just purely wicked. And corrupt it's, to the, the core. It's dangerous. It's a, really, it, it, it's... You know, since January 6th, and, and even since the inauguration, which was less than two weeks ago, they've lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, and I mean, and, and again, you know, uh, and all the supporters out there in La La Land, um, you know, they're, they're like, all I mean, all, I've been checking in on some of the, the the people I know on Facebook who are right wingers, seeing what they're saying about Biden, and they're already just like, oh, can't believe what's happening, and it's like, it's been a week and a half, you big wimp. <laughs> it's been a week and a half. We went through four years of abject hell with Trump. 
that ended in an assault on our democracy by treasonous, traitorous, terrorist scum fueled by the treasonous, terrorist scum uh, uh, that was in the Oval Office who cheered them on. This is what you get. This is what you get for stealing an election, he said, in, with, for the big lie. He sent out a tweet. This is what you get. I mean, how do you ignore that? <laughs> you know, I mean, so you should have seen the look on Susan's face when she she heard him make that tweet uh, when we were, you know, all glued to our TV sets. And, and they're like, Trump just tweeted out, this is what you get. He wanted people dead. Ted Cruz, you know, in AOC, the throttling she's giving to to Ted Cruz with the concert reminders, you tried to get me killed. And that's exactly what he tried to do. That seditionist pile of shit. Seriously, Ted Cruz... Uh, Ted Cruz is, is, you know, you want to know, it's not the press who's the enemy of the state. Ted Cruz is one of the enemies of the state. He's yes. the uh, the enemy of our Democratic Republic. And um, Josh Hawley. And Josh Hawley. But Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz being a senator for as long as he has been, for him to, for, for him to go out there, and again... You know, just go back to to what he said about Trump. All the truth he said about Trump before he decided to, you know, choke, you know, get teabagged by him. I know. Sorry for the visual, everyone. Um, yeah, I think there's compromise on them. They've got something on these guys. I, you know, I I have no idea. I I, I would I wouldn't be surprised, but I, I but honest to God, I think Trump, or I'm sorry, uh, Cruz is such an a gutless slime ball that he is so morally corrupt to his core that he's been raised in such a fashion to be deceptive and corrosive and corrupt uh, you know and uh and to use uh like his father Raphael the baloney scientist um to to use religion in such a twisted manner to poison people's minds in the lies he told. I mean, you remember the big lie, you know, the, one of the big lies that, that Cruz did, saying when we were talking about getting rid of Citizens United, told a whole bunch of elderly people at a fundraiser who eating dinner, you could hear the forks clanking on their plates and the, the gasps from the audience, that we literally were trying to take away the First Amendment. We wanted to outlaw the First Amendment. By getting getting rid of Citizens United. Yeah. Um, and let me let me see if I can find that real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Here, here. let's let let me remind everybody of of how fucking evil he is. When you think it can't get any worse, it does. This year, I'm sorry to tell you, the United States Senate is going to be voting on a constitutional amendment to repeal the First Amendment. I am telling you, I am not making this up. Except you are making it up, you filthy yep. sack of shit. That is from 2014. That is from seven years ago. Repealing the First Amendment. I'm not making this up. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's a lie. God. I mean, and now Republicans all of a sudden are having a come to Jesus moment about getting money out of politics. <laughs> really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Our oh, I'm sorry. You're trying to take away our First Amendment rights. We can't talk about it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I see you brought up Rand Paul in the chat room. He needs. Oh. Yeah. I meant to say that he's another one. Rand Paul's another one. So are the oh, yeah. 45, the 45 senators who said, oh, I'd rather not have an impeachment trial in the Senate. Yeah. Absolute bastards. Absolute bastards. But yeah, There's something yeah. really, you know, I've, I've said this before and I, it, it has come to such fruition the past two weeks, like really like, you know, when you're watching a plant bloom and you're like, it's going to grow and it just burst. But the truth is, is that this party doesn't have any policies anymore. They don't stand for anything anymore no. except for staying in power. Like, it used to be, okay, they were for fiscal conservatism. They were for, you know, allegedly lowering, lowering taxes, which, you know, we all know lowering taxes, wink, wink, for the rich. But at this point, they, they can't say that they're, you know, the pro-life party. They can't, they can't say that, you know, they're for, you know, we want to lower the, you know, the deficit. They can't say, you know, we're for personal responsibility. They can't say that the pro-family party. They can't say any of that because they have nothing. They have nothing. Like, literally, when they ran last year, they adopted their old platform because they couldn't come up with a yeah. new platform. Yeah, there, there's no new ideas. There's no new ideas at all. They'll just, you know, if you listen to a, 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 a modern, you know, Trump supporter um, or, or any of these people who uh, are, will side with Rand Paul, Ted Cruz, uh, you know, any of these assholes. Um, if you if you hear what they say, they're, well, we're just not baby killers. We're not baby killers. That's all they'll they say. Are. That's that's I all they'll say, and, and and they literally are. They, I mean, they don't they don't care. Uh, you know, uh, I know. Uh, you know, Randy Rhodes always glibly says, you know, uh, love the fetus, hate the child, you know, and, but, you know, with, with, in the era of COVID, the, the lies that they've made up to, you know, to cover up for Trump, uh, and his failures. 11 children that are still in cages that they can't find their parents. Yeah. Don't say you're, don't say you're for children. No, they're not. I'm sorry for being, it's just, it's really infuriating because they stand for nothing except for raw, unadulterated power, money, and greed. Yeah. You're right. You're right. So uh, anyway, well, I'll tell you what. When we're when we uh, we're going to go to the break, and Bobber will be joining us, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go a little more upbeat when we come back and listen to the conversation between uh, Don Lemon and Pete Buttigieg from this past Monday. Um, I heard it, and I was, I was just enthralled by it. Uh, because, again... Rainbow Roads, isn't he? What's that? Is Pete going to give us Rainbow Roads? Um, I hope so. I hope so. I... So, oh, yeah. and there's some news from Chevy we'll talk about, uh, from General Motors we'll talk about um, later on, if I remember. Um, but, yeah, so let's go ahead and uh, run to the break, and uh, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night. Turn up the night. Something is going to happen. 
remember where you are. You know what happens on this program to people who are careful what they say. What's going to happen? Something wonderful. The show starts in one minute. The show. I don't even see our American flag anymore. Biden is talking with some kind of crazy flag. Focus for maximum picture quality and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah. Hello. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no. Keep going. Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart. You know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! Oh, we can do it, all right. Welcome back to Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pig, broadcasting live on Radio for Humans 129 2021, our last show for January. Uh, and we'll have a full month of Joe Biden. Uh, <laughs> that'll be exciting. And, of course, uh, welcome back to the show. Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City owner-operator Joe's Clown Car Garage. Uh, welcome back, sir. Thanks. And 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 an owner of uh, new... Uh GameStop stocks. So there. Oh yeah, did you buy GameStop stocks? <laughs> I bought lots of it. Yeah, lots of it. Are you kidding? You're being sarcastic. <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> so that, that's got some panties in a bunch. I, I don't quite understand it. Maybe you can explain it to me. Oh, it's um, a, a simple explanation, but let me tell you, I don't know why I, they have it coming. The hedge funds have it coming. Well, good, good. So, um, but anyway, uh, and of course, welcome back to Rain from Four Freedoms Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau, the Bubble of Swamp. Hello. Waiting for my blockbuster stock to rise. Well, <laughs> you're going to be waiting a long time, sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. If that's what you're betting on, I think you might want to rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink your life. I want to go home and rethink my life. No, so. <laughs> but no, that's funny. Blockbuster stock. <laughs> yeah, that one that bumped. What's that? That was another stock that bumped. Oh, it did bump? Blockbuster, yes. There's one Blockbuster store left in the country, I think. Yes. no. And there's one share of stock, too. Blockbuster stocks went up, too. Is it like 50 cents now? I almost sold my one stock. (laughs) Any stock. 
Give me back my money. <laughs> and of course, uh, last but certainly not least, Bobber uh, Der Braumeister for Freedom's Blog, Washington, D.C., the Beltway Bureau of the Bubble of Swamp. Hello, Bob. There you go. Happy Friday. <laughs> Happy Friday to you, my friend. Um, Yeah, so. All right, uh, we, we, we've, uh, we, we, you know, again, uh, this has kind of been a week of relief, you know, still, you know, I'm still not the easiest person to live with, but I'm getting there. This pandemic thing is, you know, um, uh, making us all a little stir crazy. Um, I, I, I don't want to talk about this too much um, right now, but I'm going to say something. That I think Susan and I might be buying a new house soon. Um, the, the just a, a real quick and, and this, the, and the reason why it actually kind of relates to a lot of things that we talk about on the show is that when, when dad died, uh, obviously I'm his sole inheritor and I inherit his house. His house is in a not so good rural part of Ohio. Um, and I wanted to try and maybe fix it up to be like, uh, you know, a family destination and my nephew, William, who, whom uh, Rain and Bob, you had the pleasure of meeting at our party. Um, William is, uh, he expressed interest in wanting to move up our way because he doesn't have a real strong connection to his family down there, but he loves me and Susan and my mom. And, uh, and, and he said that before dad passed. And then after dad passed, I thought, well, hey, William, why don't we do this as a family? Do this together. Come up. You can live in dad's house rent-free. You just got to pay utilities, property taxes, that stuff. And you can save your money. And, you know, he's like 33, I think. And, you know, and, and he, he wants to start a family. He wants to meet somebody. He's having a hard time meeting, you know, a, a, a partner uh, in, in Virginia. And, uh, you know, I think his opportunities up here would probably be, probably be greater. But then... And the thing was, I was like, you know, you can come up to our house in Cleveland, you know, for Sunday dinners, whatever, whenever you want. And then all that was still a go until January 6th. I will not risk my nephew's life, even if there's an infinitesimal chance that one of those people, because those, the, all those yokels, you know, I mean, all the people from Ohio. I mean, I guarantee you there was a bus full of people from from the county where where dad's house was, because there were you know, there, there's you can't drive into the town where dad is. There's two ways to there's like, yeah, two main ways to get to dad's house. Um, And either way, you're greeted by giant Trump signs. I mean, like people made them themselves. Like, Trump is my president. And they're still there. They're still there. So I decided, how about this? Susan and I have uh, have wanted um, a, a slightly different style of house. And we started working with um, our friend who's a realtor. She was a hairdresser. And, and, you know, I don't know when she started into real estate. But Susan knew her from her, you know, she used to get her hair did by her. And uh, she actually, she cut my hair before. Uh, she's pretty good. Um, but, you know, she, she as she's gotten older and, you know, she sees, saw the challenges, especially with COVID and everything, she's gone into real estate because there's a huge boon right now for the real estate market. Oh, yeah. Well, we started looking at houses about a week and a half ago. And then she sent us this one listing that we really, 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 really want. It's... Um, 
it's a Tudor style Cape Cod is what they, how they describe it. And it's brick and it's from 1931 and it's in this really desirable neighborhood, neighborhood called South Hills and it's still Cleveland. So the taxes would still be low. So my idea was we keep this house, we keep that house, we get rid of dad's house and we, you know, let William live here and do the same deal here, except the, you know, we're going to, you know, it's going to be a lot easier to finish the projects on my house than it would be on dad's because dad's place was huge. It used to be a duplex. I think it, I think it had, has like 14 rooms or something like that all counted. Oh, wow. It's enormous. Uh, and it's over a hundred years old too. Um, but it needs a lot of stuff done to it. It has the original slate roof, if that tells you anything. Um, but, uh, you know, so, so the idea is now uh, for him to move here, uh, when we get the new place and we're going to go to an open house on Sunday and I, I just, everybody wish us luck because, um, it is very competitive and this is a very desirable neighborhood, but we're going to act pretty aggressively and hopefully we'll have some good news next week for everybody. Um, but, uh, but you guys are all my friends. So I, I felt like you, you deserved to know what our, what our plans were. Um, and, uh, so yeah, so we're, we're very excited. Uh, I'll try and get a picture, uh, of the, at least the front of it for everybody and put that in the chat room. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's, uh, it's kind of a big thing, but not that big of a thing because if we're, it's only 15 minutes from where we are now, you know, and, uh, and I'll have to figure out where the new studio is going to be. <laughs> so... Uh, but it's a, it's a really gorgeous house, though I got to tell you. So, um, but anyway, yeah, welcome back to the program. Uh, and uh, yeah, as promised, I thought we would uh, um, uh, we'll deescalate a little. Um, but uh, this is um, actually, you know what? We'll save the Mayor Pete part for for later. The Don Lemon and Mayor Pete, because this one is isn't too murder fisty. But it kind of goes back to uh, last Friday where we were... What's the word again, Victoria Jackson? Precient. That's right. You want to know the future on this show? Stay tuned. <laughs> uh, Brianna Keeler from CNN. Uh, Joe and I, big fans. Um, she had a CNN legal analyst, Paul Callen, on. And um, you remember what we were talking about? About... And I know Zelda was laughing because I kept saying mount a defense. <laughs> so, um, uh, but uh, uh, the uh, yeah, the the defense that that's going to be mounted, and and you, um, I I believe Rain uh, accurately pointed out that you know Trump made me do it is the same as I was only following orders. You know, one one of you guys mentioned it, and it was um, and this and I listened to this today. I'm like, this is literally what we were saying was going to happen last week. And it's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so l listen to this. The president uh, made me do it. Faced with federal charges and possible prison time, the once diehard supporters who stormed the Capitol are now blaming President Trump for their actions. Aww. In a statement released by his attorney, Garrett Miller wrote the following to explain his part in the riots. He said, I was in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, 2021 because I believed I was following the instructions of former President Trump and he was my president and commander in chief. 
His statements also had me believing the election was stolen from him. CNN legal analyst Paul Callen joins me now. Okay, so explain what kind of defense this is and if it'll work, Paul. <laughs> well, Brianna, it's kind of um, a desperation defense is what I would have to say. Uh, they're really saying, um, don't believe your lying eyes because everything was depicted on videotape in terms of what these rioters and insurrectionists did at the Capitol that day. Um, this particular lawyer is using the argument that Trump issued an order and his uh, poorly educated homeless uh, client uh, just followed the president's commands. Now, even if that were true, uh, that would not be a defense to the criminal charges because uh, in a mob, a lot of times mobs follow uh, the instructions of one criminal uh, leading the mob. Now here that criminal may in fact be the president. We'll have to see how this plays out. But it's not a valid defense if you follow somebody who's engaging in an illegal act. It's the just following orders defense and it's never worked. Okay, so it's so it's never worked. Is this um, a public authority defense, or does it not fit that? It's really not a defense at all. The attorney right now is using it uh, in a bail hearing to try to say that his client is not a legitimate threat to the community, mm -hmm. and that he acted uh, inappropriately or maybe violently only in this rare circumstance involving the president of the United States, who he describes as his commander in chief, ordering him. Uh, to attack the Capitol. So he's saying to the judge, listen, um, he, he's really not a threat to the community in general. He's not a he's not a risk, so it's okay to let him out on his own personal recognizance rather than keeping him jailed until the time of trial. I think okay. you'll see a lot of the rioters using this uh, argument to get lower bail or no bail at all when they're arraigned. Does this, uh, you know, just this idea that this sort of thing is not even a defense, does that say anything about Democrats and their argument that President Trump is responsible for this as they proceed in an impeachment trial? Well, ironically, I think, Brianna, uh, you have the rioters here who are saying they were inspired by the president's words. Of course, the president's defense now is that oh, he never intended for this to happen, and uh, he hedged his words uh, in some respect by saying he wanted a peaceful demonstration. But, but here we see the actual people charged with this criminal activity saying they were inspired by the president and they would not have done it but for the president's order. Um, so I think that's gives a lot of uh, strength to the Democrats' uh, impeachment articles, which of course say that the president really orchestrated an attack on the capital of the United States. I think it would be uh, a bit of a wild card if Democrats certainly called some of these Trump supporters uh, to testify, but is there any way that Democrats will use some of these claims here in these court filings to make their case in the impeachment trial? Oh, yes, I think they most definitely will. And I have to say, Brianna, the more I watch the video and more and more video is coming out because everybody in the world's got uh, a camera and um, hundreds of these uh, rioters actually videotaped what they were doing and what others were doing. The best presentation of this impeachment is going to be using videotape to show that these uh, rioters were acting at the behest of the president. They often say that they are acting on behalf of the president. They often reuse his words uh, when they engaged in this attack on the Capitol building. So 
I, I think this will be a very, very strong piece of evidence uh, for uh, the managers of the impeachment to offer. You don't expect Trump supporters to testify, though, right? I doubt it. Hell I really no. doubt it. Uh, I think their attorneys might be hoping that if they had particularly compelling evidence, uh, that maybe Congress would uh, intervene and try to offer some kind of an immunity deal uh, in exchange for testimony. Uh, that would require uh, cooperation from the Justice Department as well. So President Biden would have to go along with that. Uh, but I'd really be very surprised if there was any kind of a deal. Uh, they can make their case just by playing the videotape. And in truth, uh, Trump had very little personal contact with any of these rioters other than uh, giving what was an incendiary speech on January 6th. Uh, yeah, okay. Here, I changed my mind. I, I think they can testify if it's uh, via Cisco WebEx from a federal penitentiary. <laughs> but we've already seen how they behave in the Capitol, so they're not welcome back. The shaman guy, is that the one that we were talking about earlier? Because I can't keep track of all the uh, traitors. Uh, the, 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 attorney, the attorney for the shaman guy said if, he wants to, if we want to destroy Trump, they'll let the shaman guy testify, which I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Sorry, sweetheart. Yeah, that's from there was a Yahoo News report that said he wanted to testify. <laughs> mm -hmm. But uh, what's, what's really interesting is um, <clears throat> Lindsay, Lindsey Graham. He tweeted out this afternoon. I can't mm -hmm. think of a better way to turn the upcoming impeachment trial into a complete circus than to call the QAnon, QAnon shaman as a witness on anything. And he went on to say the House impeachment the House impeached President Trump without a witness. If we open the witness door in the Senate, there will be lots of witnesses requests on a variety of topics, and the trial will go for months, not days. Uh. So um, there's Lindsay projecting. Oh, flimsy. Um, yeah, so, uh, well, Bob, let's get your, get your hot take on this one. Uh, you know, I, I mean, we, 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 we called it, we, we knew that there were going to be more and more of these people coming out and saying the, the Donald made me do it. Well, we, we probably talked about this last Friday and, you know, it, it I don't want to be repetitive, but if you recall, um, Charles Manson's followers ended up in jail as did Manson. Yeah. Uh, for and and the, the defense the de defense didn't work for the actual murderers and um, yeah e even though Manson himself got uh, convicted for you know sending them out there to do it mm -hmm. so it's it's kind of that was kind of interesting how that turned out and I, I certainly hope it turns out that way <clears throat> for this one as for the uh, the the shaman guy you know if he testifies. Um, I don't know if it'd be better if he showed up in a suit or if, if he showed up in his uh, shaman outfit. I, I, I'm trying to decide which would be uh, better, for, you know, for the end result. I don't know. The, I don't know. <laughs> he seems to he seems to do do well with the Viking Ted Nugent look. So maybe you should go that that way. Um, the Wang yeah, Dang Sweet Poontang. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but yeah, Joe, I mean, th this is the, you know, you, you heard, uh, uh, who was the dude? Um, uh, Paul, uh, Paul Callen said, you know, uh, that the, uh, 
I was only following orders defense doesn't really work anymore. It, it hasn't worked in a long time. Um, it didn't work in Nuremberg. No. And it uh, that's when it got its famous uh, moniker, the Nuremberg defense. Yeah. I was just following orders. Well, and, you know, going Adolf back to... Adolf Eichmann tried it. Adolf Eichmann tried it. Didn't work. Yeah, and, and going back to what, uh, you know, uh, we were talking about earlier, I think Rain brought it up, to, or maybe you brought it up, Joe, the um, uh, Confederate soldiers. You know, that's pretty much the only time it's worked in American history, you know. O only because, you know, Lincoln wanted to... Uh... Lincoln was the Joe Biden of his day. He wanted unity. He wanted to keep the peace, but he yeah. wanted to, he wanted to reunite the union and, and everything. When it wasn't possible, and it, so did, to this so did day, Ford, it still has. So did President Ford. I mean, this is this is one of those things that it's yeah. just there are sometimes there are times when you can't actions need accountability. They really do. I mean, you know, sure. it's, it's like saying, "Oh, you." You just plowed over a couple of people because you were drunk, but I'm sure you're going to stay sober now. Yeah, don't reward bad behavior. He only hits you because he loves you. Yeah, it's exactly that. But I love Kira him. <laughs> I know this. I just fell down the stairs. Um, no, it's exactly what. That's something I've been saying for for years. I don't know if I've said it that much on this show, but it really does feel like you know this is what it's like to live in an abusive family. Yeah. Actions uh, need accountability. There's a reason why I took my father to court. Yeah. Well, and I'm glad you did, you know. I mean, because, you know, you, you can't, uh, you know, again, it, you can't reward bad behavior, you know. It, it's it, it, it's because what happens next? Well, the, the same thing that happened Trump's entire life. He was rewarded for ugly, horrible behavior his entire life. And what happened? He wrested controls of the United States government into his into his power. And this is what happened. And we deserved it. Kevin McCarthy went to Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. To say, I'm sorry, please forgive me for making you hit me. That's exactly what happened. He yeah. said, please forgive me for making you hit me. It's 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 pathetic. So gotta kneel at that altar, huh? Um but uh but yeah, so uh well anyway, I just wanted to I wanted to play that because we, we said it last week. This is gonna be coming, and that's exactly what they're doing. They these uh assholes are trying to save their own skins and the bear skins they wore in. Um but uh, but yeah, it, it's uh, it's pathetic and it's not going to work. And uh, but but hopefully, you know, I don't know. I just I want something. I, I hopefully, you know, it, it, at the very least, uh, who's been talking about it? Um, was it uh, uh, Tim Kaine was talking about the censure the other day? Maybe the censure will work to get him to ever be able to run for office again. I don't know. But, you know, he, he's not going to be convicted again. Uh, you know, what did Rachel Maddow say? You can you couldn't get 10 Republican senators to cross the aisle to agree that kittens are fuzzy. 
you know? <laughs> I, think, I think that Maddow, I think a lot of the people are right that the odds of him getting convicted in the Senate are very low. However, I have a feeling that Republicans are going to regret delaying the Senate trial because every every day, like we're still in this fire hose of, of news from Trump. Yeah. Like, you know, Biden is so boring. It's like, oh, yeah, he signed some executive agreements. That's great. But then there's like another blockbuster with with yeah. Trump. And every day, I mean, we, we found out what this week that um, the Pentagon told the, the head of the D.C. National Guard that he can't bring bring the troops in unless it came from somebody higher up from the Pentagon. That's insane. There's nobody higher up from the Pentagon except for the White House. Yeah. And that's not exactly how things work. Um, but uh, but anyway, uh, we got to go into the break. Green news reports coming up here. Uh, I, I don't, let's let's think of uh, let's think of really bad defenses for people or so. I don't know. What are we going to do for for name calling? I have no idea what we're going to do. Whose turn is it for name calling tonight? Is it uh, Rain or Joe's? I forget. I think Rain, I did, Rain's. I Rain's. I okay. Last... Mm-hmm. Well, it uh, should be Bob. No, this this is your thing. You you guys guys do it. So anyway, uh, (laughs) anyway, all right, let's go ahead and hit the green news report. Uh, We'll be right back. We're not going to hit it. We're going to listen to it because we're not that kind of people. (laughs) Um, And we don't do it because we love them. Anyway, we'll be right back with more Turn Up the Night right after this. The only time I think I've ever been able to understand myself was on Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. Then things were really clear. It's Thursday, January 28, 2021. Today uh, is climate day at the White House, and uh, which means that today is jobs day at the White House. Green News Report special coverage. President Biden launches historic government-wide climate action. That historic action and our special coverage straight ahead. From Bradblog.com, I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. Stand by for six minutes of independent green news, politics, analysis, and snarky comment. Let me be clear. We're not going to ban fracking. Okay, Joe, you don't have to rub it in. This is your Green News Report. Okay, Desi Doyen, I know you've been waiting 20 years or so for this day. A very ambitious climate change agenda from the White House. Oh, yes. Just one week into his presidency, President Joe Biden made good on his campaign promise to launch a whole-of-government approach to solving man-made climate change. On Wednesday, Biden unveiled a sweeping, historic climate action plan to create millions of jobs, set the nation on the path to 100% clean electricity by 2035, and reach net zero emissions by 2050 with a central focus on environmental justice. So no carbon emissions from power generation by 2035 and carbon neutrality by 2050, right? Oh, yes. And how does that stack up against other nations and their targets around the world? It puts the U.S. in line with what other nations, especially the Europeans, have already set. So we're catching up. Yes. 
In a speech at the White House, Biden listed the costs of repeated extreme weather disasters and deadly pollution and highlighted the jobs boom that will result from addressing the critical need to upgrade the nation's crumbling infrastructure for resilience. It's a future of enormous hope and opportunity. It's about uh, coming to the moment to deal with this maximum threat that's now facing us, climate change, with a greater sense of urgency. In my view, we've already waited too long to deal with this climate crisis. We can't wait any longer. The Biden climate plan is seriously huge and historic, and it is in keeping with the speed and scope that climate scientists say is necessary to avoid catastrophic climate impact. It dwarfs the policies of the Obama administration. The executive orders and actions signed by Biden focus on both domestic and international climate action and environmental justice, helping frontline and marginalized communities affected by pollution and ensuring equity in federal infrastructure and clean energy investment. It begins the phase-out of fossil fuels while addressing job losses in coal mining and oil-producing regions. Now, this is a partial list. Biden imposed a moratorium on new oil and gas leases and permitting for public lands and waters. Biden did not ban fracking because he can't. Only an act of Congress can do that. He directed federal agencies to eliminate fossil fuel subsidies that they have control over and to stimulate permitting and deployment of clean energy. He asked Congress to finally phase out taxpayer subsidies for fossil fuels that have existed for more than a century. He boosts investment in advanced battery research and carbon capture. He directed the entire U.S. fleet of government vehicles to shift to all electric, which in turn, he says, will create a million auto worker jobs. He set up a White House task force to coordinate emissions reduction policies and ensure that 40 percent of federal climate investments go to creating jobs in marginalized communities. His order rebuilds the nation's federal science agencies and research offices. He implements measures to protect scientists and scientific integrity from the political interference that became epidemic during the Trump administration. He will establish a new modern-day Climate Conservation Corps, modeled after the Depression-era Civilian Conservation Corps, to employ young people to build climate-resilient infrastructure. He set up a task force to create new investment in coal country and communities reliant on fossil fuel jobs to utilize the skills they already have where they live to clean up closed mines and abandoned oil and gas wells and build new clean energy projects. And that is very important. He wants to give them jobs, new jobs, cleaning up the mess that we have made for the past I don't know how many decades. Biden also labeled the climate crisis as a national security threat. Special International Climate Envoy, the former Secretary of State John Kerry, countered the corporate media's fixation on cost, noting we are already spending hundreds of billions of dollars a year on climate disasters. So we're spending the money, folks. We're just not doing it smart. We're not doing it in the way that would actually sustain us for the long term. Biden closed out his historic climate day with this. Our plans are ambitious, but we are America. We're bold. We're unwavering in the pursuit of jobs and innovation, science and discovery. We can do this. We must do this and we will do this. We will see if we will do this. I just have a feeling the Republicans in Congress want to do none of it. For much more on all of this and the stories we couldn't get to today, please check out our website at greennews.bradblog.com. 
I'm Brad Friedman. And I'm Desi Doyan. And this has been your Green News Report. Better late than never in the nick of time. It took so long to give me your love, but it's right on time. I know it's better late than never cause now you're mine. Hey everybody, Kenny Pick coming at you on RadioForHumans.com. This goes against every rule of broadcast journalism I know. Don't change that dial. Find Radio for Humans on TuneIn. I used to be number one in this town, but people don't listen to AM like they used to. Seems like it's more about FM and color TV. That's stupid. It sure is. And be sure to visit RadioForHumans.com for more information. This is the internet. This is Kenny Pick on Turn Up the Night. I've loved you from the first time I heard your voice. You use your tongue prettier than a $20 whore. You're like a word genius, and everything I say, you twist it around and make me look dumb. I like the way he talks. Do you really think that people don't know the things that I say? At IndieMediaWeekly.com. He even talks honky. This is America. This is our land. This is our country. Our country. Uh (laughs) whatever anyway welcome back to the program uh of course joining me as always on the show uh bobber their their browmeister for freedom's blog washington dc the betway beer of the bubble swamp hi bob howdy howdy yeah welcome welcome and of course uh your lovely bride uh, rain for freedom's blog washington dc betway beer of the bubble swamp welcome back to you as well Although I should have introduced Joe first because you're doing name calling and I got it backwards. <laughs> but Joe Santoris of <laughs> Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City, welcome back to you uh, as well, my friend. So uh, I don't know what to do for um, uh, name calling tonight. I hadn't thought this one through. I, I really liked your idea of um, really bad defenses. Yeah, yeah, bad defenses. Okay, all right. Let, let's go with that then. So, uh, all right, here we go. Uh, your jingle, right? Love it when it rains. For your pleasure, it's rain from fourfreedomsblog.com. Excellent. She's never failed me before. Honey, you gotta give it away to keep it. You can't just hold on to this. Attractive, hot, beautiful. We're talking about the same thing here. You wanna mess around? Here comes the rain again. The greatest source of energy known to womankind. And of All course. right, let's get straight to the biscuits. All right, there you go. Oh, biscuits. Biscuits. Um, our first biscuit is Bowie. All right, uh, really bad defense uh, in court for, uh, for an insurrection is um, the dog ate my homework. <laughs> and you don't have yeah. a dog. <laughs> That would be Trump's defense. Sure, yeah, yeah. There you go. Because you see. Anyway. Um, next up, we got Caitlin Chris. All right. Uh, Joe. I got what, one for her. Oh, okay, Rain, go ahead. Okay. I got one for her. Um, he did it first. Oh, there you go. All right, who's next? Next up, Foxfire. 
Uh, Joe, what do you got for Foxfire? Really bad defense in court. They told me they were giving away free podiums. <laughs> and all I got was this lousy t-shirt. <laughs> so, all right. Who's up next? See, Francie Pants. Bobber, what kind of piss poor excuse do you have for Francie? I read it somewhere in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, that'd be the book of... Uh, um, book of excuses? Yeah, the big book of excuses. <laughs> excuses book one. Excuses, yes. <laughs> two, two excuses. Two Corinthians. Um, next up, we have Heather. Well, Heather, I'll tell you what. Best excuse I could possibly muster is that um, you just thought an insurrection was a fancy word for a bris. <laughs> um, ne next up, we have Ian McCormick. All right, what do you got for Ian, Rain? Um, the Twinkie defense. Oh yeah. Yeah, that had to do with Dan White and Harvey Milk. Yeah, that's right. That's right. He was eating junk food. And I did look that up because it was in the back of my head, and I was like, I got to make sure if I'm remembering that. But the Twinkie defense. Yeah, junk food made him cray cray. So and uh, all right. So who do we have up next? Cat. Joe. Give Cat a piss poor excuse. I had a break in. He was my ride. <laughs> That's funny. Um, next up, we got Livin. Well, Livin. Islands. What do you got for uh, Livin, Bobber? My GPS gave me bad directions. Oh, <laughs> see? <laughs> see? There you go. I dig it. Um, and then now we have President. President, all right, bad excuse. Um, I thought I'd get a selfie with Sarah Palin. Oh, oh. <laughs> and she wasn't there. Anyway. Uh, gosh, I wish Theo was here. I had such a good one for him, but he's on he's on moonlight mode. So we have Von Hammer. All so right. It's, it's uh, turn? yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I had PMS. <laughs> and that was what the Viking dude said. <laughs> All right. Uh, looks like we might have uh, just Craig and Games guests there. Games? I don't see the games. I see Geek. I see Curtis Ray. Well, it's down. Don't worry about it. Yeah. So, but we'll just we'll just throw one out for Craig. Um, wait, who's next? Um, Joe, yeah, Joe, you're next. Give one, give one to Craig. Someone told me it was the last Metro out of Washington. <laughs> last one. So, okay, and then, well, I guess, are we gonna go start at the very top with Michelle at the top? Yeah. There we go. So Michelle. And that's Bobber. What do you got for Michelle? I was just trying to find my way to the uh, cafeteria. <laughs> uh, you break a tooth if you get that Greek salad. Just ask Dennis Kucinich. <laughs> it's true. Dickhead. Um, 
<laughs> so we got we would have miles too, I'm sure. So and that goes to uh, oh, I get miles. I got miles. Um, sorry, I'm usurping your duties, Rain. I apologize. I'm no, micromanaging. It's, and it's fine because I. I'm never quite sure on this. Just go, go. All right, so Miles, uh, my my excuse for you, my piss poor excuse you can use in court for a violent insurrection would be, um, it was Plan Ten from Outer Space. <laughs> <laughs> okay, next up, I think we have in Geek, we have Curtis Ray. All right, what you got for cousin Kurt, Rain? Cousin Kurt had an identical twin that went missing at birth. Oh. The identical twin did it. That's sinister. I like it, though. Next up, next up we have you, Ken. Oh, we can skip us hosts since we're we're on the show, so we don't run about okay. it. We're not of ideas. Well, that's it. All right. Sure. Love to have heard your defense, Kenny. Oh, well, uh, my defense is, uh, baby, I was born this way. <laughs> <laughs> I heard uh, the Lady Gaga defense. Yeah. The, the, <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, so there we go. There we go. Uh, any any birthdays of note that anybody knows about? Uh, I have some birthdays of note. Awesome. One is um, Francie's mom. Her birthday was on January 20th. Very cool. Um, and the two birthdays of note are of my family persuasion. My mom turned 76 on the 23rd of January. Because her awesome. birthday is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Mm. And my, my sister Nissa. She turned 50 this week on January 27th. Wow. So, and I, I called Nissy. I called her up. She was kind of feeling, you know, she wasn't really super happy about it. But if any of you are friends with her on Facebook, send her a little love. I posted that I'm 50 and I kick and I stretch. And... <laughs> but my, my middle sister, who is also my baby sister, not my youngest sister, is 50. She's she's with me in the 50 club. Well, I will uh, be catching up with her this June, too. So. Yeah. So. God age is just me. a number, sweetheart. Oh. And. Yeah. So, anyway. Uh, yeah. So, well, happy birthday to Francie's mom. To uh, Rain's mom and to Nissa. This is your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Your birthday song. It doesn't last too long. Hey! Hey! Thank you. Thank you, all dear friends, for coming to my birthday! There we go. Oh, Joey Word just had his birthday too. Uh, 12121. So, oh, one, two, also, one, Theo's two, one. Back in the chat. Can we give oh. Theo an excuse? Can we give yeah. him an excuse? Yeah, yeah, give Theo a piss poor excuse to use in court to uh, get um, out of a violent insurrection. He, uh, he had the flu. Oh, I was <laughs> going to say he was, he was just wearing an Oculus. I thought he was playing out of his video game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oculus Rift. He didn't do nothing. 
So, uh, but anyway, yeah, very good. Uh, so, all right. And, uh, also I, I guess, uh, sadly, you know, I, I didn't mention this, uh, gosh, I don't know, remember what day it happened, but we lost Larry King, which is very sad. Um, and, uh, I'll still never forgive CNN for replacing him with Piers Morgan. Ugh. Ugh. What a scum. Uh, and, uh, we just lost, uh, Cloris Leachman. Yes. Yeah, that's so, a sad one. Yeah, that is. Who I was, mean, who was the original mother to Timmy and Lassie. Lassie, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, she talk about a, a wonderful storied career. I mean, she and Betty White, um, you know, uh, are, are probably, I would say, I would say, you know, the closest thing on, like, career trajectories and success or it would be her and Betty White because of all the, you know, just decades and decades of wonderful comedy that they were able to to provide the world. And all I got to say is, you know, all those asshole male comedians out there. That's right. I'm saying male comedians. <laughs> mm. um, all, all these assholes that, that are like women aren't funny. Um, I can guarantee you any man who says that will never be as funny as Cloris Leachman or Betty White. Yeah, Cloris Leachman and Betty White did comedy backwards in high heels. They yeah, they they did it it was like breathing. Uh it's it, and it still is for Betty White. You know, yes. uh, I mean Yeah, she's, it, st- she's still with us. We also lost Cicely Tyson. Yes, I did see that Not as well. Not a comedian, well. but So, yeah. Um, but, I uh, loved mm-hmm. Cloris Leachman in the Mary Tyler Moore show mm-hmm. as Frau Brucker. But Bob and I have a special place in our hearts for her as Gam Gam in Beerfest. Yeah, I, I it's been a long time since I've seen that movie, so I'm going to check it out again. But, you know, I really liked her in um, Malcolm in the Middle. She was really good oh, in that, too. That. Yeah, so, yeah, she was... Uh, I I I think she might have played their grandmother in that. If not, she she might have maybe she played the boss of the one son when he was in Alaska. I can't remember. I just knew that every time she was on, it was going to be a fucking hilarious episode. So it's been a it's been a long time since I watched that show, like nineteen years. So, but again, that show say, shows how how say. how she's been everywhere. Go ahead. One thing I loved about Gam Gam is she threw a sausage down her throat better than you can throw any penis down a throat. That one was for living. Well, don't say penis in this house. And uh, yeah, so anyway, uh, but yeah, that's a the sad losses. But you know, and, and you know, uh, again, they had very long lives, very rich lives, yes. and they worked. You know, uh, well, at the very least, you know, Cloris Leachman worked. You know, up until very recently, because I, I, you know, I'd see her everywhere. You know, I, I don't know what her last work was, but I'm sure it was. Uh, um, let me see, because I just saw her in something not that long ago. I was like, holy shit, Cloris Leachman's in this. Um, but uh, yeah, oh yeah, main article, Cloris Leachman credits. It's huge. It is absolutely huge. Starting uh, her first film, 1947, uh, Carnegie Hall, uh, Carnegie Hall. But then she was in Kiss Me Deadly in 1955. 
And um, let me see. Uh, she, she did a voice in The Croods, A New Age. A uh, movie called Jump Darling from 2020. And then two uh, posthumous, uh, posthumous releases um, coming out. High Holiday and Not to Forget coming out in 2021. And some of her last television film was... Uh, uh, oh, she was in American Gods. That's right. She was in three episodes. Uh, uh, Zoria Vechmaya. <laughs> she was delightful in that. That was the one... Um, oh, and she did She did a voice in the Justice League cartoon as Granny Goodness. Holy crap. So you know, she was in I Bob's Burgers. I saw her in a couple of weeks ago. Nice, nice. No, I I don't I don't fault you for watching it, but I mean it's just insane. Yeah, Grandma Ida, Malcolm in the Middle. She was she was in eleven episodes of that, um, from two thousand one to two thousand six. So yeah, um, but uh, seriously, and yeah, she was in Mad About You, the revival of that for ten episodes. Mrs. Mandelbaum. So yeah, and that was that during the same time that Carol Burnett was on the show. I don't know. I did not see. The Mad About You revival. Okay, sorry. So, but American Gods, she was delightful on that. Uh, that was a she that was, was a gr- so great role funny. for her. Yeah, like I love actors and actresses that they they have that they have the craft nailed down to the point where they can do comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'm not taking away from comedians, but. She had timing that was just amazing, like her deadpan, and oh, I'm I'm sad. I know she was 94, but I'm sad that she's left left the planet. Oh, absolutely. It's it's um you know, my God, I'm looking at this. The Twilight Zone, uh, Bob and Ray. Uh, I mean, just so much stuff. 77 Sunset Strip, Route 66, Wagon Train, The Untouchables, Doctor Kildare, Perry Mason. Uh, that girl, Mary Tyler Moore show, of course, Night Gallery. Uh, oh, young wow. young Doctor killed there. Wonder Woman. Oh, that's right. She was Queen Hippolyta in Wonder Woman in three episodes. What? I forgot about that. Yeah. And uh, oh my God, so many things. The Simpsons. Just uh, the all oh, the Office. She was in the episode Stress Relief. Why don't I remember hmm. that one? That was season five. Imagine. Season five. It was a two-part uh, episode. And in this episode, Dw- oh, Dwight, Dwight stages a fire <laughs> to test the office's fire safety skills, but then Stanley has a heart attack. So, um, but yeah, so, uh, 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 wow, that's fun, so... Anyway, yeah, she the, the what what an impressive career. But yeah, you said she was uh, the the original uh, mother on Lassie, Joe. What year? Do you know what about year that was? Oh, there here it is, fifty seven to fifty eight, twenty eight mm-hmm. episodes, twenty eight episodes. Ru- yeah, Ru- she, Ruth Martin. She played Ruth Martin. Uh, she was replaced by June Lockhart. Okay, um, another legend who had a, who came from quite a family of her, her own. Mm-hmm. Um. But, uh, yeah, she, she didn't like, uh, Bob said that, uh, his father told her that, uh, she was the original mother to Timmy and she didn't like being upstaged by a dog. 
So she wow. quit after the first season. And I think they told her after she quit there, you'll never work in Hollywood again. They were wrong. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, she, uh, yeah, she, she didn't want, she didn't like the idea that the dog was the star. So, wow. Uh, she went on. Mm, she was right. Yeah. Of course, well, Lassie had a good run too. So, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yeah. So, so they had, they both did all right. But yeah, so, she was originally Timmy's, Timmy's mom. That's Ruth very mom. cool. I, I, I want to go back and, and unfortunately, watch the guy that was her husband in mm-hmm. the first season, because she left, he was fired. <laughs> they got a whole oh. new team. <laughs> well, yeah. it ain't that a it ain't that a pickle. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Rain, you see the gif I posted in there for you for the holiday that Ohio Republicans are proposing. I didn't mean to post it the second time. Seriously, though, Ohio Republicans, you, you posted this. Uh, uh, Ohio Republicans are proposing a state holiday honoring twice impeached seditionist trump twice lost the popular vote it's a two-time loser baby only you know maybe we should reconsider buying a house in ohio <laughs> <laughs> i mean jesus god uh, you wonder why do you, anybody I mean, wonder why geez, jim jordan yeah. isn't gonna run for that senate seat no i think he is no he said he's not he said he's not going to be oh, a candidate. Oh, that means that means that this scandal. I yeah. bet you that means his his little wrestling scandal is um, would blow up in his face. Ew. Yeah, I oh, could see geez. that. Yeah, Jizz I was surprised he's Jizz not going to run. Y'all, y'all missed my joke. I said jizz, Jordan. Is that what I you said? said? Oh, jizz. <laughs> That's bad. Um, <laughs> I okay, so he's not running for senate. No, no, he said he is not going to be a candidate. No, huh? No, that motherfucker some, can die mad. Some speculate that, uh, yeah, that uh, his uh, involvement in the in the scandal would be brought up good. Well, good. <laughs> in any in any Ohio. We need his baloney stinking ass out of there. Yeah, you know he just looks like he smells like baloney, right? <laughs> garlic, I, garlic I, I, I can't stand the smell of bologna. I would take it a step further. I think he smells like fried bologna. Fried That's garlic bologna. I was thinking or, fried bologna. Or what bologna smells like when the body's done with it. I, I you know, here's here's what I, I know. I know we have to get to break soon. <laughs> what I understand is him being in the house. He has had no accountability or or any repercussions from this scandal. Mm-hmm. Why is why is he dropping out? Why is he not running? Do, I mean, do you, under, do you understand I, what I'm saying? Like, uh, yeah, I I, I understand your question. Reprisal? I understand your question. I just I I think it's a time will tell thing. Yeah. I think he, he 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 wants to continue to be a force in the Congress in the House. <laughs> but he's not going to run I mean, again. It, it, didn't you get? Didn't you guys say he was? He wasn't going to run in twenty twenty two though. He's going to run for re-election as a senator. As a no, that would I? Okay, maybe I'm confused. I thought I read earlier in our chat that he was not running for his seat again. Did I misread that? I think yeah. What I read was he's not running for 
uh, Portman's seat. Oh. Okay. I didn't see I, that he I wasn't going to run for his own seat. What I saw in the chat, I thought he, it said he wasn't going to run for his seat again. Now I'm trans. I apologize. Now I'm just watching all these. I'm watching baloney gifs now. Gifs. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, all right. Well, we'll we'll get this straight now. We'll figure. out. I know Portman's not running. Uh, right. So that that leaves some opportunities for. Uh, Democrats to try and uh, snag his seat, which I think they have a right. decent shot at. But we need some kind of rock star. Honest to God, I think Marsha Fudge uh, should run for Senate. And uh, her seat would be easily um, replaced by another Democrat. So And Toomey isn't running in Pennsylvania. And our six foot eight lieutenant governor is going to run for that seat in 2022. You know That's our a, lieutenant governor. Yes, the big very, guy with the beard. Yeah, he's very awesome. imposing. Yeah, he's six foot eight. Nice. <laughs> he's a big guy. Oh, I'd like to see and him wallop, wallop Ted Cruz. Well, he's going to run for uh, yeah for uh, Toomey seat in Pennsylvania. He has a very good chance. He's very popular here in Pennsylvania. So good. you have Portman, you have Toomey. Yeah, so there's there's some uh, pickup uh, possibilities. But yeah, Jim Jordan said he will not run um, because he said, I'm focused on serving the folks in the 4th District that I get the privilege to represent. Mm. Oh. Yes. Well, that's that's what he said. Well, let's see what happens. All right. Well, on that note, we need to uh, get rolling to the break. Uh, we'll come back for our last hour of what I think is mostly good news. Um, and, uh, no, nothing too murder fisty. I think we got most of that out of the way. We gotta, we gotta keep the kids happy in these here parts. So, um, you're gonna hear an epic rant. I have, I have an epic rant saved for the last segment tonight. Um, it's gonna be good. Uh, a, a liberal, uh, redneck guy. He's got a few things to say to the insurrectionists. Um, and, uh, I don't know his name. It's not the liberal redneck. It's not that guy, but it's some guy named Corey, I think, or Cody or something like that. But, uh, but anyway, but well, when we come back, I want to get into the conversation between Don Lemon and um, uh, Pete Buttigieg. Um, what, what, what's his official title uh, right now? It, it's it's not he, he doesn't exactly have the um, transportation secretary job. He's yet. transportation secretary designate. Designate, yeah, that's right. So, uh, but everybody knows and loves him as Mayor Pete. Um, Yay, Mayor so. Pete. But anyway, we're going to run to the break. We'll be right back with uh, lots more. Turn up the night right after this. We are living in the most spectacular, difficult, and dangerous period in history. In search of knowledge, we have probed the depths of nature never before explored. We have challenged the sky and sent great engines thrusting far into space. Amazing feats. Our sacrifices have been many. Our discoveries constant, and our questions unending. The courage to see through these troubled times to a bright future comes from Turn Up the Night with Kenny Pick. And now, on with the show. And let me tell you something. Focus for maximum picture quality, and please adjust sound for maximum clarity. Yeah, hello, excuse me, thank you, um... Some attention, please. I've spent a great deal of time getting things ready for the show. No, no, keep going. 
Keep going. I'm kind of curious as to how this works. Turn up the night with Kenny Pig. You know, I think it's going to do very well in the evening hours here. The greatest gift to mankind since Tutti Fruity ice cream. A viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Hey, gang, have I got an earful for you today. If you're listening to this, you are the resistance. My mind is aglow with whirling, transient loads of thought, careening through a cosmic vapor of invention. In your heart, you know he's right, 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 right. And now, to the business at hand. We're all in this together. We got a show to do. Well, let's check it out. You can do it! All right, welcome back to the program uh, for 129-2021. This is Kenny Pick, and this is Turn Up the Night. And, of course, joining me, as always, right here on RadioForHumans.com, uh, Bobber for Freedom's blog, Der Braumeister. Welcome back to the show, sir. Thank you. You are very welcome. Uh, and, of course, also on this pleasantly chilly uh, <laughs> Friday evening, uh, rain for Fr- Freedom's blog, Washington, D.C. I don't know what the weather's like down there, but it's a little chilly up here. It was real cold last night. Uh, I think it's probably colder by you, but it's cold here. We're expecting yeah. snow for the first time in, like, real snow. For oh. the first time in two years. Sunday. Wow. Wow. So when you say real snow, like we haven't had more than a half an inch in two winters. Wow. Which is crazy. Oh, grab me a blizzard snowflake. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I suspect that this snow will be will be um salty. It'll be salty because it'll be Maga tears. Oh, God Maga tears. So, it was, is God Maga? <laughs> their God is. There, yeah, their God is. Their God. It's, it's the alternative God. Yeah, belches forth from hell fire, and uh, and of course, Joe Santors of Scranton, Pennsylvania, the Electric City. Uh, welcome, and I'm sure it's quite frigid where you are right now too. Six degrees. Oh. Ooh. Okay, it's a little warmer here. Yeah, Joe, you win. Yeah, it was say. minus four this morning. Oh, Oof. God, I don't miss those temperatures at It is all. 19 degrees here. So. All right, we're, we're a balmy oh, 28. Swimming weather. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Francie do that one year? Didn't she do that, that polar bear challenge thing or whatever? I think and, she did. Yeah. So, a couple years ago, I think. So... Uh, but anyway, yeah, so welcome back, uh, everybody, and yeah, we don't have wind tonight, so it's not bad. Uh, we, we did have quite a lovely snowfall yesterday, but it's, it's pretty much all gone. It just was a a nice, one of those nice fluffy dustings. Um, uh, but it looked very pleasant for a while. Susan and I both commented on that. We're like, what a, what a pleasant little snowfall. Um, so, all right, uh, let's, let's get into it. Um, Don Lemon, uh, from, I believe Monday night, because I sent you guys a message. I was like, oh my God, this was a great conversation with Mayor Pete on, Hey, we might get infrastructure week for, for once. (laughs) And, but, but there's more to it. The, the back end of the conversation was, was really fascinating to me because it's a conversation that again, uh, Don Lemon and Pete Buttigieg, both, you know, LGBTQ, they're gay men, and um, and they they shared uh, some thoughts on the historic nature of uh, Pete Buttigieg becoming transportation secretary and uh, what that says to other people. And but uh, you know, 
out in the world about belonging and, and whatnot. Uh, but uh, before we get to that, though, let's let's uh, talk about a little bit of uh, um, administrative, uh, 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 hopefully, accomplishments and, and visions and goals that they have uh, for this administration. And I'm excited about this. And by the way, uh, um, I think... Uh, General Motors just announced today that they want to only sell uh, emission-free vehicles, uh, electric cars, uh, by 2035. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I'll look up, look that up. Um, but 2035. Uh, yeah, 2035. That's a long way off. <laughs> well, it's 14 years. Um, you know, that's uh, sooner it's than anybody else has promised. That. Made that promise. It's really so. not when you think about how how long it's going to take to get combustible engines off the roads and get EV charging stations put in and get the charging stations and and refigure all the um you know the the the, the manufacturing you know the, the factories yeah retrofit cars mm-hmm. um so well they already have plants here our, our our car was assembled in the United States although the battery the the batteries are assembled in uh south korea but uh the the actual construction of the chevy bolt is in the united states but that's the same with any vehicle parts are always made overseas for american-made cars it's just the nature of the the game now but if mayor pete uh has his way and the biden administration has their way we might be seeing a lot more stuff made in the united states but we'll see uh, check it out here's part one Actually lots to discuss with people what um, yeah so anyway, part one. Lots to discuss with Pete Buttigieg, the president's uh, nominee for transportation secretary. I would normally call you mayor, but I will call you uh, secretary designate. And then I'll just, you know, I can call you mayor after that. Thank you so much for joining. Congratulations. I appreciate <laughs> you good. joining. Yeah. So um, let me ask you. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. So the, the President Biden is laying out his agenda. And tonight the president is telling CNN that he thinks an impeachment trial has to happen, even though it may delay his agenda. What impact will this historic second trial of the former president have on, on what he wants to get done? Well, uh, the Senate is, uh, just like the administration, just like the country, going to have to handle many things at once. Uh, and we do have some precedent during the, the last uh, impeachment. Uh, the, the committee hearings were able to continue. Uh, look, uh, we have a national emergency on our hands. That's why the president has offered the American Rescue Plan. And that needs action, too. Uh, so we need to pull forward. It's, it's not going to be easy to manage all these things at once. Uh, but it's absolutely imperative. The American people can't wait for economic relief uh, can't wait for there to be stepped up action to facilitate vaccines, to safely reopen our schools. We need to act on all of these fronts. And uh, uh, of course, that's not only for the administration to do, but uh, uh, Congress and, and the whole country. So impeachment and everything that you said, acting on getting the economy and COVID in order. There's no other choice. We're talking yeah. about a lot of things that have to happen, and uh, there's no choice but to press forward. So President Biden was asked about his push for unity. He, he is saying that you can pass a bill along party lines, and it doesn't mean that there wasn't unity. But he also said that he chose some aspects because he, he felt that, that they had Republican support, like the $1,400 relief payments. Is he letting Republicans know that he's going to go his own way if, if they don't give, if they, there's not you know, some buy-in from them? 
Well, I think he believes that these proposals are unifying because uh, so many Americans believe in it. I'm talking about unifying uh, Bernie Sanders and the Business Roundtable, agreeing that we've got to act on this plan. Organized Labor and the U.S. Chamber of Commerce saying we've got to do this. Uh, a whole bunch of Democratic and Republican mayors just came forward. And, you know, not that long ago, a lot of re uh, Republican legislators in Congress were saying uh, we've got to do things like uh, uh, get all the way, finish the job on that uh, $2,000. So this is a unifying agenda as far as the American people are concerned. Uh, and I think there's a lot of confidence that uh, we can get the, the, the kind of support that's going to be needed on Capitol Hill, too. Uh, you know, the best way to unify the American people is to deliver. And that's been the focus of, of the president uh, from the moment that he took office last week. And uh, this is obviously something where the American people can't wait. Let's talk about something that is more specific to the job that you will um, hopefully be doing if you're confirmed. Uh, soon. Uh, the, the president today signed an executive order aimed at strengthening American manufacturing and, and, and they will affect a lot of things, a lot of what's uh, in your lane if, if you do get confirmed transportation. This is some of what we heard today. Here it is. We'll invest hundreds of billions of dollars in buying American products and materials to modernize our infrastructure and our competitive strength will increase in a competitive world. That means millions of good paying jobs using American-made steel and technology to rebuild our roads, our bridges, our ports, and to make them more climate resilient, as well as make them able to move faster and cheaper and cleaner to transport American-made goods across the country and around the world, making us more competitive. Listen, we certainly hope that something changes. We had a lot of infrastructure weeks during the last administration and that not much changed. Give us some examples of how the Buy America plan will work. Well, the basic idea is that when American taxpayer dollars are going toward a purchase, uh, they ought to purchase something that was made by American workers and created American jobs. Uh, the, the federal government buys hundreds of billions of dollars of things a year and, and of course, supports cities and towns and, and states in their purchasing, too, uh, from, a, uh, from a notebook uh, all the way to, to a bus. And, and you're right, uh, you know, the Department of Transportation, if confirmed, will, uh, will be an example uh, where I hope to uh, be secretary uh, of where so much of this uh, actually cashes out. I'm from the industrial Midwest. We're good at making things. America is good at making things. And this is something that uh, President Biden promised on the campaign trail. Today's executive action is him making good on that promise. Now, to, to be clear, there have been Buy America provisions or rules on the books for a long time, but there have been a lot of loopholes uh, in them, ways to uh, kind of get around the requirements, uh, things in the definition of what really counts. You know, if something's mostly made over uh, abroad, but then uh, finished off here, does it really count as American? This executive order tightens up things like that and creates a level of accountability by assigning someone in the Office of Management uh, and Budget to, to track all of this. I'm looking forward, if confirmed, to implementing this because uh, this is a big part of how that big vision for infrastructure that, that we're all so committed to delivering in this administration would actually be certain to lead to the American opportunity that it should, creating good and a lot of union jobs in this country, good-paying jobs that, uh, again, reflect the taxpayers who are paying for this in the first place. We can certainly yeah. use it right now. Yeah, I'm glad Don didn't forget about all those infrastructure weeks we had in the last administration. Because, uh, <laughs> I mean, that was the running gag forever. I mean, every show just about, uh, I would say, best infrastructure week ever, you know. I mean, this is, 
we we have a real chance of getting something really good done, you know? And that's exciting to me. Um so uh, uh Joe, why don't you uh, chime in with your your uh your you know what's in Joe Biden's heart when it comes to manufacturing um and you know making things in America. Um what are your thoughts? Yeah, for once we have somebody that really cares first about info about infrastructure understands like said, it too. Understands it and uh and knows the importance of American jobs and making things in America and really means it as opposed to some uh, presidents we had in the past who uh, made a lot of noise about made in America, but uh, I believe most of their stuff was made in China, even their their yeah. hats. Uh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the, their total understanding of Made in America was, I believe, Jack and shit. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. And I believe somebody in the family had Chinese trademarks. Oh was, yeah was was that the last? Uh, yeah, the last dude. It was the last crime family that was in the White House. Oh. My lord. So uh, you gotta love you it. Know, oh, the, uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, you got to love all the trolls out there in the, the hive of scum and villainy. You'll uh, never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. They're, they're always calling Biden China Joe and stuff like that. And it's like, oh, are you serious? Get the fuck out. So go ahead. Um, I, you know, the, the whole focus on infrastructure reminds me of FDR and the American, uh, what's it, the, the works project? Uh, what are they called? The American Works Project? Or yeah, project? I, I believe so. Um, you know, where they they propped up the, you know, got the economy back working by putting people to work and paying them. And uh, the infrastructure, was, you know, of the United States was greatly enhanced and it, it brought the economy back from the dead. And I think that, um, you know, this is going to be a huge thing for the economy. Um, and it'll also make make things better you know instead of just giving money to the rich people you give it to the poor people have them work get them to work and and the rich people end up with the money anyway yeah the, at least the the poor people get to touch it you know yeah you buy yeah exactly everybody's life gets better mm-hmm. go ahead rain well yeah <clears throat> i'm glad that bob brought that up because um while the hive of scum and villainy had a bunch of pissy fits about how um, uh, Joe Biden's Oval Office, you know, everybody was talking about his Oval Office. And over the hearth is is Franklin Delano Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. And the reason why he put that, had that painting put there was to remind him of the New Deal. And um, what Bob was talking about is really on point. Now, Mayor Pete didn't bring it up, but I actually watched... Um, uh, Secretary of State Kerry, former Secretary mm-hmm. of State Kerry, talk. I think it was either Wednesday or yesterday. Yesterday. Um, on on their whole new, you know, the new climate initiative, and he he really made it a very big point to say that you know coal jobs are going away. Not yeah. that not that the government is making them go away. It's just that. The fact world. Of life. He, he literally said the world is moving on. And when it comes to, and, you know, to bring it 
as Jen Psaki says, to circle back around, when it comes to transportation, our roads, just our roads, I mean, there's the whole infrastructure, but just our roads Mm -hmm. need to be rebuilt. And we can rebuild roads with eco-friendly products. Yeah. the whole the whole entire idea and the overall the overarching thing and I find so I, I really find it so incredibly exciting is Pete is t- Mayor Pete is talking about this John Kerry and and Joe Biden and all of his cabinet you know all of the they're all putting climate as something top of of climate climate dealing with climate change something that's top of every cabinet position. top line top line <laughs> and and if if we can get people to pay attention, there are so many jobs to be had. Mm-hmm. It, it's really inspiring. I, hope I that, concur. I, I, I'm just I'm very excited about it. Like yeah. we can we can use we can use plastics. Yes. To make roads. And yeah, and and they and in a lot of instances, depending on the climate, that will be they'll be a lot more durable as well. Yes. So. So it, it's. To me, it's so exciting. It, yeah, I, I I agree with you guys 100. percent I this is um, and th- something th- something else. Carrie said, and and I think Pete was kind of allu- alluding to it too. Is like, um, we've you know when people talk about the cost, oh, the cost of it, the cost of it. We have spent hundreds of billions of dollars on the aftermath of storms. Yeah. When we could be investing in preventing spending millions and millions of dollars on the aftermath of storms, if we do this now. Yep. But so. the know nothings and the the deniers want to, uh, you know, just shit all over that. But fortunately, we we are in uh, a greater position of authority to start we trying to turn, tackle we those turn things. Turn their shit into something eco friendly. Sure, sure. We we turn it into you know pate and feed it right back to them. So Ooh, candles. <laughs> so uh, all right. Um, uh, uh, anybody else want to uh, uh, add anything to this uh, the the infrastructure angle of this? I'm good. All right. So this is uh, this to me. Uh, you know that that stuff is fantastic. And yeah, it's going to help with jobs. It's going to help with the environment. There, there's a lot of great things that that you know these initiatives can uh, usher in. But something that is more symbolic and quite possibly a lot more important to a lot of people who have felt isolated and ignored and put down and abused over the last four plus years over the last several decades um mayor pete uh being um uh given this role in this administration uh could speak volumes to to a lot of people out there who felt left behind and i want to get to that part of the conversation president biden uh, reversed uh, the former president's ban on transgender troops serving in the military you're uh, a member of the military um, and as a, as a member of the LGBT community, someone who served that in the military as well, why was it important for this to, for this to happen so quickly, for him to do this so quickly? 
Well, you know, uh, everyone in, in politics says that they support our troops. Uh, this is an example of what it means to actually do it, to support all of our troops and to support patriotic Americans who wish to be among our troops. Uh, you know, uh, uh, when I think about the range of things that uh, people do in the military, wh whether you're handling uh, travel approval paperwork or whether you're handling a rifle or a fighter jet, uh, I can't think of a single case where it matters one bit whether you're a transgender or not. So it's based on the common sense understanding that people in the military have a job to do and the moral understanding that if somebody's ready to put their life on the line for this country, we ought to embrace and honor and support that service. Uh, that's uh, another example of a, an area where President Biden was loud and clear on the campaign trail and uh, moving quickly to deliver on that promise. I want to play this moment. It is from your confirmation hearing where you thank your husband, Chastin. Here it is. I want to thank President Biden for trusting me with this nomination. And I'd like to take a moment to introduce my husband, Chastin Buttigieg, who's uh, here with me today. I'm uh, really proud to have him by my side. I also want to take this chance to thank him for his many sacrifices and his support in making it possible for me to pursue public service. Listen, uh, congratulations on the first, but it's hard to believe that this is 2021 and, we, and you're the first. You know what I'm saying? I mean, visibility does matter. You are likely to become the first uh, Senate-confirmed LGBTQ cabinet secretary. What does a moment like that signify to the country and, and what the next four years will look like? You know, my hope is that it sends a message about belonging. Uh, I, I can remember being a teenager watching a nominee and a nomination stopped in its tracks because the nominee was gay. And, uh, uh, you know, some 20 years later, uh, to be able to sit there in that Senate room with the, with the chair and the ranking member and do what any cabinet nominee would do, uh, which is if their spouse was there, to turn to their spouse and acknowledge them and thank them, uh, and yet to know that uh, no cabinet nominee has ever uh, been in a position to to do that in a same-sex marriage and look the reality is uh, you know Chaston like any spouse in, in this situation He's giving up a lot uh, you know turning his life upside down coming to Washington with me uh, in order to support My ability to be part of public service and so in a way it's like any other uh, Cabinet couple and then in a way it's like no other cabinet couple has been but my hope is that uh, you know, uh, somebody is watching that just like I was watching a, a very different story uh, uh, when I was younger and seeing that signal uh, that they belong to. Now, wh whether they want to, you know, be in the cabinet or be in public service or something completely different, mm -hmm. just just seeing that the president of the United States invited somebody like me to, to, to be part uh, of that cabinet hopefully sends a message of belonging to people that they belong in our society, in their community, in their own family. Yeah. which is a sense of belonging that is so often challenged, especially for young LGBTQ Americans. Thank you, sir. And I got through this without calling you mayor, though I know you would not have minded if I did it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Secretary-designate uh, Pete Buttigieg and Mayor Pete as well. Thank you. Best of luck. We'll see you soon. Amen. 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 Yeah, I, I saw that segment and, uh, you know, Again, just the 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 deep, heartfelt nature of that conversation really just, you know, it just, you know, just hit me. You know, it, it just hit me uh, of, of how important this is um, to people who's, you know, who I can never, 
I can empathize with and I can accept, but I can never fully un- comprehend the level of vitriol and anger that's been leveled at them from ugly people for so long. And it's now we never had to go through it, Ken. I know, I know. That's and that's you know why we we're I think blessed with empathy, whereas uh, the right is is cursed without it. Um, and and I think that 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 the uh, the blessing of empathy will um, help propel our party and progress and progressives and liberals. And people on the left, you know, far greater than in the in the coming years than Republicans. Um, you know, I mean, we, they 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 had their win with Trump, and then they just put their ugly on full display, and the world rejected it. And and and, and Joe Biden, again, has the blessing of empathy, understands that. Things have to change on this level, you know. His cabinet, you know, uh, people, you know. There's a lot of negative assholes out there. But tell me the tell me the one person he's nominated who's not qualified. Tell me the one person he's nominated that hasn't, you know, given, uh, you know, a huge portion of their life to serve. Tell me one person who's in it just for fortune and fame. They're not there. That was then. This is now. Um, and in in that that story, just to me, uh, uh, you know, again with with our friends, our family, who are LGBTQ, um, you know, Joe, that that's you know that's a really touching moment. That it's it's validating people who knew they should be had they they knew they were valid. We knew they were valid, but you know, on the greater scheme, it's it's validation and acceptance for them after decades of being put down by this government, put down by their representatives and, and smeared by the evangelicals who, who have infiltrated the, the phony Christians who've infiltrated the, the right wing. And, and even, you know, some on the left, you know, it's not always been positive. Uh, you know, don't ask, don't tell that was not a, a step in the right direction, but anyway, Joe, go ahead. Yeah, no, and uh, and just to emphasize, it was Joe Biden that pushed uh, pushed Barack Obama, yeah, over over the line as far as uh, recognizing um, uh, LGBTQ rights and 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 uh, same sex marriage. If yeah. you recall, it was it was Joe Biden who, uh, shall we say? Uh, you know, open the door a little yeah. early. <laughs> best <laughs> best than... gaff ever. Best gaff ever. <laughs> best gaff <laughs> ever. Yeah. <laughs> but but you know, even Barack Obama was was uh, opposed gay marriage when he ran. Yeah. And 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 initially in his in his term, um, and, and it was people like Joe Biden who 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 had empathy, who said, "No, we have to we have to do this. This is wrong." Um, you know, so yeah, I'm, 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 and it couldn't happen to a nicer man. Yeah, yeah. Than uh, Mayor Pete. Yeah, he he's a he's a good soul. He really is. He's um, a great ambassador for for uh, 
for us, for Democrats, for the LGBTQ community, he, he is just an exemplary human being. And uh, it couldn't happen to someone nicer. Yeah. Um, Bobber, uh, what are your thoughts? Um, I, you know, I'm like, uh, like you said, it's uh, a long time coming and surprising. It's just, it's taken this long, you know, for somebody to, uh, to uh, just be forthright about it. Um, I'm sure it's not the first time that a gay person was part of a cabinet, but I think it's the first time that, you know, they were so open about it. Mm -hmm. Um, and that everyone around him was so accepting of it. Yeah, I mean, in the cabinet, and I think at this point it's it's so, um, you know, America has has you know finally come to realize, um, you know, this isn't some weird, scary thing. It's not the love that dare not speak its name. It's it's not. Well, there's going to be some segment of the population that thinks it's you know. Oh yeah, the ass backward hillbillies that you know the 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 cousin fuckers and everything, but. You know, but I think for mainstream America, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's, I don't know if it's, it's just the, you know, the Hollywood has, has made it acceptable or, or what, but it's, um, well, I think people, people I, just I, don't seem to care anymore. They yeah. I think so society in general has, um, uh, you know, I think people like Rob Portman, although, you know, he was asked backwards for the longest time turns out his son was gay and you know uh you know whatever little part i don't want to try and give him credit where credit's not due and i don't want anybody to to say that i'm wrong in this but though a lot of the the thing is a lot of people when it happens to them they're like oh well life happens you know and you know we shouldn't condemn somebody for for who they love for who they are for how they were born you know and, you know, and all of the arguments against, uh, you know, someone being gay have fallen flat on their face over and over and over again. I don't know if you remember that wonderful moment between the late Alan Combs and Brian Fisher, where Alan Combs said, when did you choose to be straight? I'm not going to answer that question. I'm not going to. When did you choose not to be gay? If it's a choice, yeah. when did you choose that? You know? Mm -hmm. I mean, because it is a self, if, if that's the case, if you chose to be not gay because you, you were born gay and you, you thought you were a bad person and, and you know, is, is, is it self-loathing? Are you closeted? Because most people don't, you know, they're, they're like, I, I, this is how I feel. This is how I was born. This is, you know, it's like, I often relate to when I was a really little kid, you know, when I realized that I... I was physically attracted to women, you know, was, you know, uh, Nichelle Nichols and Star Trek and Yvonne Craig and Batman, you know, it, it was very specific, you know, and a little bit later, Linda Carter. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, and it was Linda Carter. What's that? I was attracted to Linda Carter. Well, sure, you know, and, 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 you know, there, there are men that I find attractive too, but you know, it's like, I think that there's, you know, there's, uh, it's part of your DNA, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, and, and, you know, we, we talk about, you know, gender being fluid too, you know, it's not, it's not either this or that. And it, it and it's a shame that it's ever been so, you know, that this, 
this uh, objectivist binary choice on everything is is so um, painfully stupid and boring, you know. So he's also attracted to Robin Hood from Disney. So I don't know about that gender fluidity. A, the fox. Yeah. <laughs> well, he was a fox. I was really attracted to him. Well, there you go. So, uh, no, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, it's fine. Yeah, you're it's right. fine. But, but you know, another, mm-hmm. go ahead, another thing went, went, um, didn't get a lot of headlines, but the assistant health and human service secretary, uh, is the first transgender, yeah. yes, the first transgender, uh, doctor. Yeah, I did see that. There. Rachel Levine, and she was mm-hmm. our health secretary here in Pennsylvania, and did Kicking a, ass through COVID too. Did a great job throughout yeah. this crisis of keeping us informed, of of making the right calls, and thankfully Governor Wolf put her front and center at all the the news conferences that had to do with Pennsylvania and COVID, and now was appointed by Biden to be assistant. Uh, Health and Health and Human Service Secretary. So, um, I just want to bring that up because that that sort of went under the radar a little bit. Yeah, I did. I but did that's see a that. Huge, but yeah, huge deal. Amen huge to time. that. Amen to that for sure. Amen. So, and I'll, probably I'll you, the yep. most qualified person in the whole country to hold that position. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I'll tell you what. Um, it is. Uh, we're we're running overtime right now, but we only have one short clip to play. Everybody, it is a very righteous rant that I think you're all gonna love. Um, and uh, but yeah. So we're gonna listen to. Uh, she won't let go. We haven't played that one in a while, Bobber. That's right. Yeah. So uh, just uh, dusted that one off, and uh, we'll be right back with more. Turn up the night right after this. Turn up the- Up the night with Kenny Pick.
Hi, I'm Tim Cormall, host of The Tim Cormall Show. And I'm Joe Santos, a co-host and head mechanic of The Clown Car Garage. Each week, our guests join a roundtable discussion of the political news of the week and peek into the GOP circus tent. And of course, no circus is complete without clowns. And each week, I inspect the clown car to see what obnoxious fumes they have been spreading all around the country. So join us each week. Admission is free, but just one word of caution. If you see the GOP clown car, get out of the way. They're terrible drivers. Hey, Joe, what was that? Uh, I think we just lost another clown car. The Tim Coromel Show, Mondays and Wednesdays at 8.30 a.m. and Tuesdays at 10.15 p.m. Eastern after Turn Up the Night on RadioForHumans.com. Boom, boom, shakalaka goes right there. Hi, this is Kenny Pick. You're not listening to Radio for Robots. This is Radio for Humans. I don't see you crying, robot. Why? Why was I programmed to feel pain? Radioforhumans.com. Robot. 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 Robot! Turn up the night with Kenny Pick. Where is it that you're from? Cleveland. Cleveland's. Like Erie. Erie. What was once the mistake by the lake is now the roar by the shore. I'm rapidly becoming a big underground success in this town. Cleveland has taken its honored place in the building of America. Thank you, Cleveland! <laughs> yeah! Yeah, Mr. Lion, you don't want to eat that badger. <laughs> or little lion. Uh, anyway, welcome back to the program, uh, the final segment here. And, of course, uh, thank you, Cleveland. Thank you, Washington, D.C. twice. And thank you, Scranton. Um, yeah, I just got distracted because it uh, looks like rain just came out on the show as a furry tonight. I did not. What? You sure? No, I did not come out as a furry. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was celluloid. It was It a was cartoon. implied. It was... It was implied. I'm sorry. I know what Adam said. I saw it. <laughs> oh, I, I well, I had the same thoughts too. I was the first one to post a, a, a furry gif. Sit right down on the toilet next to the bunny man. I did not come out. So. It's a furry. <laughs> it's okay. I think she did. Right I, I came out you. as a celluloid. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess you know we we got a. a I'm sure there is. Uh, that's a and, fetish. And for the record, I think I was six or seven when the movie came out. So, people. So you came out early. <laughs> oh, Joe. All right. All right. All right. Let's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know, during the break, I was actually talking to Bob. I was like, you know, I thought he was very handsome. And I mean this. I was young. When we went to see the movie, he was really handsome. I loved the story, and I love that he robbed from the rich and gave to the poor. So Robin okay. Hood made me a liberal. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, I believe it. I believe it, yeah. Robin Hood does have that effect on children. I think I saw the Errol Flynn one when I was a kid, but I never saw the, uh, I never saw the Disney one. I love the Disney one. It's so I haven't fun. seen a lot of it's Disney so movies. Full of innuendo too. I tried to watch every Disney movie from start to finish, uh, and then I just was like, I was, I told everybody I was going to do it because I've never watched them, and now I'm just like, I don't want to do that. No, I, I've gotten, I've gotten this far in life. I don't want to do that. That one is so full of innuendo. 
so full of like really like I can't believe that they were showing this movie to little kids like me. Oh wow! And let me tell you something. <laughs> come on, come on, folks! Stop showing that to kids. Uh, anyway, Lady, Mary, Lady Marion's caretaker. Uh huh. She might have been a little bit on the L side. Possibly. I've never seen it, so I, I'm I'm going on. Uh, you're gonna have to sign an after David that I can read about this. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you guys want to hear an epic rant? I love this. This is uh this is a guy I saw. Um, Roland Martin had uh, this clip on his show, and I tracked it down. And he didn't really say anything about it. He just said, "This is how a lot of Americans are feeling," and played this clip. And I was like, "Yeah." Especially when you come from rural America. I don't have a, an accent like this guy, but apparently the guy's name is Corey, and he is a liberal. And all his friends that he grew up with, uh, apparently some of them, you know, he thought went to that rally. And he had, and this is what he said about them. Hope you're fucking happy and sad, you fucking little piss pants pieces of shit. Oh, we're going to storm the Capitol. Let's storm the Capitol. We're patriots. You're a fucking coward. Patriots. Jesus Christ. Fucking idiots that I played high school football with wearing a goddamn American flag bandana talking about we gotta get up there and storm. We gotta take our country back. From what? From fucking what? What are you so goddamn upset about? What has anyone ever done to you? You fucking entitled piece of shit. Don't you ever fucking call me one again. Don't you ever say, Corey, you fucking snowflake. You're a liberal. That means that y'all look, look, look. What? Want some people to not be sick every now and then? Is this the thing that you can't fucking stand? So you've got to get in your goddamn fucking piece of shit Ford F-150 you got from your dad, drive it to D.C. and pitch a fucking fit? Is that what it is? Is it health care? Is, is it still with the fucking guns? Is that what? What is it? You said Obama was taking them. Eight fucking years ago you said that. Nothing. What is it that this country hasn't fucking given you? You literally got escorted out of the Capitol building aside from the ones that they had to fucking shoot. Is that what it takes? Did you just want to be a fucking martyr? God, you're so fucking pathetic. Do you not ever just sit there and think, my kids are going to see this. My grandkids are going to see this. They're going to put it in the textbook and you're going to look like the dumbest motherfucker in the world. Nobody will give a shit about Watergate. Nobody. That is fucking... Dude, I'm out of breath from how stupid y'all are. What is it that this country doesn't give you that you think you have to do some bullshit like this? But when you see a fucking black person actually get shot, no gun in their hands, nothing. Oh, they should just comply. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. What is your goddamn problem? Quit giving... Just quit embarrassing me, man. I want my fucking country back. How about that? God damn it. Fuck y'all, you fucking coward. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Stunned into silence. I mean... Oh, man. Must be related to John Bridoval. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I think maybe so. I mean, but seriously, what, what hasn't this country given you? We need yeah. more white men like him. Yeah. Yeah, I, absolutely. I mean seriously. Sincerely and seriously, because, you know, just like, just like 
for so many years, when something racist happens, we look to black people to say, what, what, how can we fix racism? Mm-hmm. And black people for the past five years or so have been like, um, we've done all we could. We've marched. We, we, we got our right. To, we've done everything we could. They have literally said, it's up to you, white people. And, yeah. and the same, the same with, with, you know, women, like stop attacking us as women. It's up to men to start standing up for us. It's up to the people who cause the problem to start doing something about this. And God exactly. bless him for saying that. You know, I, I, um, if I still, if I, I looked to see if there was anybody that I might know, but I have not been friends with people I went to high school with for, well, since I went to high school with them, you know, so, but I did, I looked for faces that I thought might be somebody from where I grew up. I knew a lot of people down there in the, in the Columbiana and Mahoning County area, even some in, uh, like the, um, Beaver Falls and Beaver and stuff like that in Pennsylvania. And there were a lot of these people around. And, you know, it was never a surprise. It was never a surprise when one of them used to open their fucking mouths and say something ignorant and stupid and racist and sexist and, you know, homophobic, whatever. I was calling I was calling radio shows when I was 18 years old saying, why can't people marry who they want to love? And everybody else was calling me the F word for gays because I wore a hot pink sweater one time. You know, that's. I actually do know, and I actually was looking at pictures, mm-hmm. looking looking for people that I might have known. I I did that too, Ken. I think this guy actually literally knew people because people I played football with. Your dad gave you that truck. He knew some of these people. You know. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, that that was pretty righteous. Uh, the, he, uh, I think he nailed it in a lot of ways there, Joe. I, I like I said, I, he reminds me of John Bridaval. Yeah, and Bob does that you? on a daily basis. But yeah. uh, and by the way, who shaved his beard on inauguration? Yeah, it, that's right. Yes, because he got uh, on inauguration day, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So blue dot. Clean shaven. Blue dead in Texas. Mm-hmm. Very good. But yeah, I mean, Bobber, that that was too good to resist playing on the show tonight. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I heard it, you know, it, it sort of, I don't know if you remember uh, Red State Update from way, way back. Uh, I kind of ah. do. It, it was uh, this, this, these two guys that um, pretended to be from Tennessee, or maybe they were from Tennessee, but they pretended to be, you know, backwoods hillbillies, you know, and and uh, I was very satirical, which I understand is what this guy does. And uh, but from what I haven't seen any of his other videos, they said that he uh, went out of character for this one. Um, uh, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised. I didn't know anything about the guy. I just saw it. So yeah, but you know. um, yeah, I've I've known a few people like that. My friend Stan would would probably when he gets pissed off, that's kind of what he sounds like. He gets pissed off at all the Republican assholes. Yeah. And usually when I hear uh, like a right winger scream like that, it's uh, I just started slipping. <laughs> um, when you hear a right winger starting to uh, scream like that, 
There's always going to be something really, really, really just deep, dark, and ugly in what they're going to say. You know, this guy, mm-hmm. it was pure gold. It was from the heart and nothing, you know, out, you know, if they can't handle a little profanity, well, fuck their feelings is what I could recommend to them. You know, I mean, what, what happened with swearing in Republicans too? Uh, you know, conservatives were always like, oh, don't use such language. You know, that's, you know, I mean, it, literally, um, uh, I, I, this one pastor who was uh, the father of one of the kids I grew up with, um, I used to hang out with a lot, said, you know, swearing at all is taking the Lord's name in vain because you're, you're cursing. You know, you're actually, when, when you curse, you're actually committing a curse when you say a curse word, which is absurd to somebody like me, but, you know, that was something that, you know, people used to believe. And, you know, they were generally conservatives. And now they're just like, you know, what this guy said pales in comparison to the things they say, you know, because they'll use every slur in the word in the world. So, but anyway, um, but yeah, so uh, Rain, good stuff uh, tonight. Uh, Joe, awesome stuff. Bobber, shall we do parting shots? With five minutes to go on the clock. Sure. All okay. right. Joe, what do you got for us? Well, uh, let's see. Um, next Friday, February 5th, I get a Moderna shot at 7 oh, 10 nice. a.m. in the morning. Nice. Moderna yes. is uh, step two stage or for one stage? Two, two stage. Okay. Two stage. I, I I go down to Pittston, Pennsylvania, and they will give me a shot in the arm. Very good. Shot number one, and then four weeks later, I'll get shot number two. All right. And our friend Bob, you know Bob Weatherwax. Mm-hmm. He is one week beyond his second shot, so he's almost at full potency. Oh, nice. Very. Yes. Nice. Yes. So, so we're getting it done here in Pennsylvania. Yeah. I dig it. Yeah, we got a robocall from the mayor today uh, about uh, the vaccination program going on for us. Uh, we're going to inquire and see if we can get it for Suze since she has the lung issue. But I'm definitely going to wait um, until I'm sure I'm not taking somebody else's spot in line, you know. So uh, because, you know, I'm still in my 40s and I'm in pretty decent shape. But, you know, I don't want it and I can't give it to Susan, but I want to make sure that People who are really in jeopardy don't uh, need it before me. But, um, yeah, so, uh, uh, Bobber, what do you got? Parting shot. Um, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just, I'm still um, halfway in between basking in the glory of the of, of the Biden presidency and still pissed off about the, the, the Capitol uh, insurrection and the people that, are trying to uh, still make that happen one way or another. Yeah. Especially They're, the people in Congress. Like, yeah. The you terrorists. Already, like you talked about in the first hour, but um, I'm just, I'm trying to, I'm just trying to stay optimistic and stay mentally healthy. No, understood. Understood. So, um, uh, but, and uh, last but not least, uh, Rain, what do you got for us on the way out? people to remember there are more of us and i'm not even talking about people who are democrats or left of center than there are of them 
the Republican Party is bleeding members. Mm-hmm. They're, they're just, they're really bleeding members. Um, so the, I, I'm going to start calling the GOP the QOP at this point. They're the QAnon party. Um, and they're in their last grasps. And I feel like, I feel like what we're seeing is um, the last grasps of desperate people. Yeah. So when you when you feel like you're getting down, just remember there are more of us than them. Even if that includes independents, um, there. This this. I'm with Bob. I'm trying to keep my head up. I'm trying to be optimistic. Oh yeah, we we always but have. We're to gonna be. we're gonna see some really you know the the last gasps of a dying party. And to Joe. With his shot, I'm so happy about that. My two sisters are going to get their second shots next week. Nice. Because they work in the healthcare industry. So, God willing, maybe by March, I'll be able to visit them. Yeah, we shall see. My parting shot. All right. uh, My parting shot. Don't have much else to add. Uh, Thanks, everybody. Great show tonight. And um, have a terrific weekend. Treat yourself to some snacks and some entertainment. That isn't the Trump shit show. Okay? That's it. Over and out. Rock and roll. God bless America. Time for go to bed. I'm finished. Goodbye. We now conclude broadcast activities. On behalf of the management and staff, we wish you a pleasant good night. Thank you. Good night, Lawrence. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Fix their hearts or die.